0: All right. right ba a doop, boo. Scooby doop, a doop, boo. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. Hey, everyone's still here? We're still doing this? We're still doing it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Hi,
1: I'm Ian Boothbeat. Wow. Really? Yeah. It's like 2022. Mm-hmm. We're in the future now. Remember when we started, it was like uh, the past? Remember that? <laughs> yes. That's
0: Most things fall under that. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We were just coming out of like an Olympics in Vancouver and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just cleaning up, clean up all the fake snow. <laughs> and, right. uh, and, and now we're here there's way. been like a plague there's been a couple of olympics since there's been mm-hmm. oh, i can't even tell you how many marvel movies so many four thousand yeah we're up to the point now where there's like a she hulk tv show <laughs> that's how far in the future we are man wow that is crazy that is crazy right yeah. she hulk we got to she hulk level that's how long it's been going that's that's going right are you implying that like there's a there was yeah. listen listen i don't want to yeah. scare you okay there was a hawkeye tv series like, that's how far we've gone, like, yeah. where they're like, well, what do we got? I don't know, Hawkeye? And they did it. And they went, but, and they kept going, and they're like, I don't know, what do you got left? I don't know. Moon Knight? Moon Knight? No one knows who. All right. Ms. Marvel? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're so close <laughs> to Squirrel Girl, I can't even tell you. It's scary, right? It is scary. Yeah. You're right. They did a damn Morbius movie. Well, that wasn't even Marvel, but... No, but Marvel got a couple of dollars off it, I'm okay, sure. Okay. And uh the vulture guy uh showed up at the very last second.
0: But he is part of uh the writer of MCU, yeah. He's part of Spider-Man's uh team thing, so uh yep. it all belongs to Sony. It does. Yeah. And they're not they're not going to give it up. No, I guess they're not. Oh, well, that's fine. Will you give us back your license to print money? No. It's true.
1: I mean, I can't get mad at them cuz I like the PlayStation so much. <laughs> it's such a good video game system. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, it really is. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm right now I'm like playing the uh like the I'm on PlayStation Plus, which means you get access to all these old games. And it's just like, okay. I, I never finished these things, and mm-hmm. so I'm going back playing a bunch of Ratchet and Clank and playing Uncharted now. Mm-hmm. Uh there's like a scene that I'm writing in a mo- in a uh movie script. Yeah. Uh or like that movie slash comic book script mm-hmm. that uh it's similar to some the dynamics in a in in the, in an uncharted level, and so I want to play the uncharted level to kind of go like, okay, okay, is this too close or is this not or how would this work physically or what have you? And so yeah, I went like I, I might as well just play all the games through now. And it's been really fun. Yeah, a lot of exploring, a lot of shooting. Yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of going. Oh, ah, oh, get- come on! It's good. And yeah,
0: PlayStation, good good stuff, video games. I don't. I don't know anything about Uncharted. I watched the movie. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, it. You say that. But I do. Really, like because I, I saw it. I had no. I had. But you were watching and you're going like, well, this isn't like the video game. No, I don't give a shit
1: about that. Oh, okay. No, I've just seen you know movies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs>
1: everyone's like every th- every line from the guys is like a wise crack. Yeah. Like everything is a setup and everything is a payoff and everything is a setup and everything is a payoff and it's yeah. just like, oh, okay, fine. There, Exhausting. Go. Yeah, and you're like, oh, it's an action scene that I know no one's going to get hurt in. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, just big cartoony. <laughs> yep, it's all right. Hmm. Does CGI mean that
0: you don't have to try?
1: I'm sure there's some places that have been doing CGI that it works, and you know, and then you got Tom Cruise literally doing everything <laughs> now still. Which you know again when I saw the Maverick movie, I understand like some people were very uh, good for him for doing it, and it really makes it look better. Mm -hmm. And to me, like "Mm, maybe it looks better, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Knowing that he's really in the plane, yeah, I don't. I'm not
0: sure. I thought it was. I thought it looked better. Okay, I saw it in IMAX though, where I think the visceral, the visceral element of it is much more um, pronounced because of the size of the screen and because you know the. you're just kind of more, I think you're just more sort of in, in the movie, like sure. involved in the movie. So all the quick shifts and stuff like that, you're kind of, you're feeling it a lot more as, as the audience, I think.
1: It's also weird, like if you, if you are doing CGI, sometimes I'm, I'll cut a lot more slack if it goes into crazy cartoony, like the end of, say, like uh, Endgame. You know, where it's like infinite CGI stuff happening and giant man's punching a space thing and every infinite superheroes are running. Yeah. It's just like, well, this is nonsense, but you know, it's cartoony nonsense. So it works as CGI to me. It's fine. It's like a Pixar movie, you know, it's not grounded. Whereas like something like Uncharted, I think it was like, you know, realistic enough that it was just, okay, all right, be more. Be go bananas now. Let's just completely go bananas. Yeah. You know, because I, because I, I have no sense of stakes. So what's my investment in this? Like the, the stunts then have to be so, whoa, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by the imagination. Yeah. And it was, you know, okay. Pretty standard, you know, goosed up a little bit. Pretty good. But yeah, had to be more for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking, like, if you have no, stakes like if you're pretty much confident in the idea that the characters aren't going to get killed because they're going to be in the sequel if they're you know they're obviously anticipating a sequel because everyone's going to love this movie if no one's going to get hurt or or die or whatever then you are just waiting for like spectacle which you know obviously is easier to achieve with cgi but at the same time it's less impressive with cgi because just things like i know maybe you're more invested in endgame than than i was because i found like I really enjoyed Infinity Wars, but I found Endgame kind of dull Okay, um, in retrospect. You know, it's enjoyable when you're watching it. It's fine. But mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not anything i would to go back to. Whereas I might go back and watch Infinity Wars because I thought that was very good. But at the same time, there's not much point because the emotional element of it would be, wouldn't, wouldn't be really... I've already went through the emotions. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go through again. Like, like so Endgame, what's going to happen?
1: Endgame had such a, a gigantic idea behind it mm-hmm. that it was just like, well, how are you going to fix this? Half of everything in the universe is gone. Mm-hmm. What the hell do you do? Okay. And it started at a very grounded level and kind of built up to complete and utter crazy town. <laughs> you know, just whack-a-doodle world. Yeah. You know, and 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 took you places that were just like I didn't think that would be what you'd be doing. But okay, there you go. You're solving the problem with crazy bizarre ways that you've sort of established yeah, and really, only you could do like you couldn't have a movie where you know, uh, Ra- you know, of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones goes, "Oh, the Nazis won. We gotta find a time machine." Like, and you just go, "Knock it off, Indy. Knock it <laughs> off. That's 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 dumb. You can't." But yeah. there was enough craziness there that you're like, "Yeah, okay, hmm. makes some sense." Couldn't do it in Star Wars. You couldn't have like Luke Skywalker looking for a time machine.
0: <laughs> no, well, for one thing. I think it, it makes the narrative very tricky, in the sense that where do you go after that? Because once you have a thing that solves all your problems, then your feeling is, well, why why are you guys worrying about anything? You just you have a time machine. Mm-hmm. Like what what are, what are the Avengers? There's no problem for the Avengers now. They have a time machine they can climb into and go back and correct things and go for and come back again and everything mm-hmm. will be good. So now. What do you do? You just kind of pretend it didn't happen, or you know, it's missing a piece. We're, wait- it's- we're waiting for a part to come in. We we wish we could use a time machine, but you know, there's a thing missing from it. And we're Well, for- what they
1: what they did was they had a TV show that went like, you know, there's a bunch of time cops who will go, "Hey, get out of here! Stop messing with time! Mm. Go on, get out of here!"
0: I guess they did. Shoo, that. shoo! I guess that's your out. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's your. Hey, out. buddy,
1: going a little fast through time here, eh? What are you doing? Gonna go kill Hitler?
0: No, uh, yeah, I was going to go kill Hitler. All right, come
1: on. <laughs> Turn it around. No one's killing Hitler today. Come on. I just want to kill Hitler. I know you want to kill Hitler. We all want to kill Hitler. But yeah. We can't. Can't kill Hitler.
0: But even with those characters, you still have time travel as as a, as a thing. So, I mean, if someone is des- yeah. desperate enough and can find an end run around, you know, this uh, these time cops, then you can... Uh,
1: well, and they haven't done it with uh, She-Hulk because, of course, there's just been one episode and they haven't really done anything uh, court-wise. But they had a, an episode episode issue of the comic mm-hmm. where you kind of got the thing of just like, how can anyone be charged with anything in this world? Because, you know, you just go, it was a scroll. There's the things that can look just like you. Oh, okay. And also there's multiverse. Yeah. And there's a... Uh, beings from the multiverse can come over and they look just like you. Mm. So how can you at, at any point like prove that a person did anything ever? Yeah. You can't. So no one can be charged with nothing, and that <laughs> was the problem that that they were setting up sure. in the uh, in the thing.
0: Yeah, and that's Trump's defense as well. So mm. falling the same.
1: Yeah, they did have Those a fun. Scrolls. They did have a good scene in it where it was uh, Peter Parker was on the stand and Jay Jonah Jameson was there, and Peter Parker, uh, as in like he was Spider Man, yes, fully Spider Maned sure. up. And uh, he goes, uh, yeah. I, I I just think the reason that uh, J. Jonah Jameson comes comes after me is because uh, I'm black. <laughs> J. Jonah says, "What? <laughs> no, I. Uh, hey, wait, no. Jesus yeah, is Was good. Yeah, do a little backtrack and like, oh, geez, what a, oh, hummin' yeah. oh, oh, <laughs>
0: That was in the comic." That was in the comic, yeah. yeah.
1: That was in uh, an issue of Dan Slott's uh, yeah. She-Hulk, yeah. which is well worth reading and also very much ties into uh, all the Loki stuff that they did in the uh, in the, uh in Oh, is the, that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There I was a lot of uh, time mm. um, agency stuff. Okay.
0: Yeah. I remember reading that run, because I think at that time um, you guys were still getting the... Uh, the uh, Gift comics.
1: Oh, no, we comics. only got gift comics from DC. Well, oh, we never got them from Marvel? No, we never got them from Marvel because, yeah, Pia didn't work for Marvel. She did, like, maybe one or two issues of oh, okay. stuff for Marvel, okay. but, like, we got every DC comic mm, that there okay, was. Okay, okay,
0: sorry. That's I mean, okay. I mean, you probably just threw, threw ones that you didn't want to keep in my way then because I, somehow I followed that.
1: Yeah, we gave away a lot. <laughs> yeah, because we couldn't. We weren't allowed to uh sell them. That was one of the rules okay. with uh, with comps, because if you're selling your comps, then you're taking money away from uh retailers and then yeah. you're a jerk. Yeah. So we we never did that. So we would just like, yeah, give away comics to, mm. to people that we thought would like these weird, weird, weird weird uh you know side comics.
0: If only book reviewers and record reviewers were so honorable. <laughs> First thing they do is get rid of their books to Well,
1: I know the New Yorker doesn't. That. New Yorker uh has like a pile of the stuff they've got to review, and sometimes they don't review things, and sometimes they do. Yeah, but all the stuff that they have submitted, they just give away. Okay, yeah. So when we went to visit uh, a while back, they're like, "Take what you want," and it was one of these things where it's just like, "Oh, brother." There's so there are some people that like if we if we told this to, they yeah. would just be what. What are you talking about? Just like you're going into Uncle Scrooge's vault and just like, yeah, take all the money you want, which is a very Uncle Scrooge thing to say. It's clearly a scroll, Uncle (laughs) Scrooge. That's not a true Uncle Uncle,
0: Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge. Yeah, Uncle
1: Scrooge. Ah, it's me, Uncle Scrooge. That's right. Take what you want. Uh, What's money among family?
0: (laughs) Get them. Yeah, of course, the first thing when you say that, you think, oh, I got to bring all those back in my luggage and oh, what a mess.
1: Mm, Well, mail them to yourself then. Oh, yeah. That's usually what I do. Oh sorry? Yeah, I'll mail stuff.
0: Do you get surprised when it comes? You're like, who sent this? It's quite nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what I used to do was when I went on trips, uh, I would mail my laundry back just because it was like, oh,
0: I just don't care. You really, I would really hate myself if I did that. Why is that? I'd just be so. This well, would you're be... not
1: carrying around the bags of I like know. you know laundry from like you know place to place. And it's just like, and it's at the very end of the trip. And then when you get your laundry, you're just like, I don't care. You just take the box down to the laundry, chunk it all in. (laughs) And it's fine. It's all fine. It wasn't that much to to mail it. You mail them slow. It's all right. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I have washed my clothes on vacation, but I've never mailed my clothes.
1: I would hope so. That's a good thing to do. Wash your clothes. Mm -hmm. Is that a big deal to wash your clothes on vacation? Or do you no, normally bring all I normally, fresh clothes for every day? Yeah, I
0: usually bring enough to... I don't... Okay. I'm not... I have to admit, I do a lot of clothes recycling when I'm traveling, so...
1: It is weird when you're, say, in Europe, and, like, every country has a very different laundromat system. That's right. And you'll go into, like, some, some land, like Spain, and you're like, all right, here's your... in the El And uh, you, go in, you go in there, and, like, okay, so you're looking, you're looking, is this a dryer? Is this a washer? Is it both... I'm not sure. There's lots of knobs. What's going on? And then you look at a far off wall, and there's slots for coins. You're like, way over there. Like, what's that got to do with some system? And then there's another wall, different slots. And like, well, what's this about? Yeah, you got to crack the code, figure it all out.
0: Was it tokens? I'm just guessing.
1: No, no, it was uh, was, uh, just regular coins that you would put in. No, no, but I
0: was wondering if you got tokens, if you put coins in, if you got tokens, or did it... Did, was there numbers that were associated with the machine you were using? Oh, you,
1: yeah. It was numbers that were associated with the machine okay. you were using. So, yeah, okay. you'd put in uh, your coins for a certain amount of time huh. and uh, then watch the machine next to your machine turn on and go, uh, that's great. And then you'd put, <laughs> you'd put them into the right one after throwing away your money down a hole because uh, you <laughs> couldn't like, go back and see what the number was. And you were just like, it was six, right? Yeah, it was six. Or, you know, whatever six is in Spanish. There's no way anyone knows what that is. There is no real number for six in Spanish. They just skip that one. Siesta. Yeah, it's like a siesta. You're right, siesta. So they take a break.
0: Uno, dos, tres. It's siesta, not siesta, but yeah. I was thinking for a second. Oh, that's interesting. No, it's not. The eye of the ear different.
1: Uno, dos. Wait, am I saying French? Un, deux, trois. No, okay, there we go. Uno, dos, tres. What is four in French? Um, uh, I mean, sorry, in Spanish. Cuatro. Quatre? quatre? Spanish yeah. and what is it in in, in French
0: uh, <laughs> uh cat wait. cat yeah cat, so it's cat and cat yeah oh. they're all they're related right too they're similar all f- they're all from spanish too all from Latin. similar
1: they're all from Latin get your own language because it's uh lazy, everyone's lazy because
0: it's quattro. and I in, say that uh, speaking
1: English where we just ripped off all everyone's languages it's
0: quattro in uh, Spanish as well or in Italian as well, okay, but the difference in the in Italian, it's siete, and in Spanish, it's seis. Mm-hmm. The little differences that—that's what makes it interesting. That
1: is what makes it uh, very interesting. Also, their food is slightly different. <laughs>
0: that's right. yeah. they like spaghetti in Italy.
1: Yeah, and at some point, at some point in Spain, they went like, "Hey, I got an idea for food. Oh, what is it? This is it going to be uh, really delicious? No, 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 no. It's like, okay, what is it? What, what's it going to be? Like creamy? No, no, no. Okay, what is it? Small." <laughs> make a lot of small things. Is that what
0: they make a small yeah,
1: tapas. Oh, okay. Tapas, We're going to make yeah. some tapas. So, here's our thing. Small. Small
0: hmm. portions. And uh, Okay. It's a weird choice, but <laughs> it fair is, enough. It is odd. But is that like that's not is that common there? Is that how they like eat all the time? Like tapas? <laughs> um I don't know because when I went there, uh, I was a
1: guest and I was treated very very lovelily. Okay. Lovelily? Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but say say you would go to yes. a coffee shop okay. and get yourself. Uh, I would like an espresso. I would say sure because I kind of got hooked on espresso when I was there. So I would say uh, 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 you know uh, an espresso and uh, and uh, hopefully I was not speaking French and and you get your, your espresso. But then they give you a, a little plate of something, A little plate of tapas, like little uh, yeah. scrambled egg cubes or something, and they would just be amazingly delicious, hmm. just so good. And you always get something,
0: yeah. I guess because the, um, I, I guess because the size, the, the flavor is more condensed. That's Could why be. it tasted so, so good. Uh,
1: but they, uh, but they do, they do enjoy it, and they, um, you know, they, uh, they make scrambled eggs. Oh man, they make good eggs. Oh boy, <laughs> so good. Yeah. Oh, now I want to go to Spain. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I was, uh, I was telling you a little bit before the, uh, the, the thing. Uh, this show, uh, that uh, a, fr- a friend of mine said, uh, I've got a contest you got to enter. Okay. And I was like, I don't <laughs> And uh, no, 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 no. Here's what it is. Uh, you know Laffy Taffy? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're having like a joke writing contest because they had jokes on the inside of their Laffy Taffy. Or they used to, and I think they went away. Okay. And now they're coming back. I see. And so as part of this, until mid-September, uh, you can submit jokes. And okay. if you win... You get like uh, five thousand dollars. Is this
0: something. when America lost its sense of humor? Yeah, I think so. Laffy I think Taffy it was the, it was,
1: uh, the end of uh, irony. <laughs> they went like Laffy Taffy was the first to go. There's nothing to Laffy Taffy about in
0: this <laughs> tra- traumatic world. In this traumatic world.
1: Um. So. Uh, so I can't tell you the jokes uh, I have told you the jokes I've submitted so far. Um, yeah,
0: you can't tell me those.
1: But. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, I can. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh wow! I was. I was I was looking for... Uh, okay, let me, let me get this up here. Submission website. There we go. Bring it up. All right. So uh, here's here's like a, a, a sample. They got yep. a random one. Okay. What can you make with honey and words? You can answer these. You can solve these riddles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what can you make with honey and words? Honey and words. This is one that they actually used. They paid money for this one. So sweet something. Sweet nothings? Honey and words. Okay. What do s- what spelling you... Spelling know? bee. Oh, okay. Now, first of all, I, I just picked doesn't that make one. That makes make no damn sense.
0: Doesn't make any sense. You again. don't make bees out of honey. Yeah, I thought of one.
1: Unless, of course, no. Unless okay. it was a letter B. All right, go ahead. Hit me. Uh,
0: why didn't the eagle like his nest? Why? Because it was eerie.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> why? Why did the phones?
0: <laughs> yes. Break up. Why did the phones break up?
1: Yeah. Why did the phones break up?
0: They couldn't communicate.
1: <laughs> you know what? It's not a million miles away. Okay. There was no connection.
0: Oh, there's no connection. Okay. Yeah, there's no connection.
1: I would say, you know what? Uh, I, here's my joke that I would be like, yeah. hey, Dave, why did the phones break up?
0: Wait, you're supposed to ask you that, aren't I? Okay. Why you are could, you asking me? I Go ahead. You hit me then. You really right. put me on the spot there. Already. Okay, that's okay. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> oh. Or you could have just said, I don't know. Why did the phones break up? Oh, I'm sorry. Dave,
0: oh, say, I don't know. Why did the phones break up? Uh, I mean, they, not. What is it? Is it a breakup?
1: uh why did the phones break up
0: yeah why did the phones break up
1: they just had a lot of hang-ups yeah that's,
0: that's good too. Bad, right? yeah, that's good that's pretty good i like it yeah. that's right okay let's see yeah. uh uh
1: what was the ju- oh, okay this is not bad this actually seems like a joke i would write what was the judge's yeah drink order
0: what was the judge's drink order yeah uh <laughs> what is, what you- I'm, I, I quite enjoy this one this is uh, uh, okay. okay it's good what, what was it? Oh, Sorry, I don't know. What was the judge's drink order? Just ice. Just ice. That's good. It's all right. That's not bad.
1: You know, it's a thinker.
0: <laughs> it is.
1: Okay. I, uh, put two more. Okay. Okay. No, that's not one. Okay. Uh, why are pigs good valets?
0: Why are pigs good valets? Uh, good valets. I don't know. Why are the pigs good valets?
1: They're excellent parallel porkers. Again, not making a lot of sense. Doesn't make any sense. We're back at all, to spelling bee.
0: I just like parallel porker, though.
1: Yeah, I like that that's too. Good. That to me is like a multiverse version of uh, Spider Pig. It's <laughs> uh, a parallel porker. Okay, one more. Yeah. Oh,
0: you're. You <laughs> Looks like your eyes fell out of your head.
1: Nose jokes stink. Yeah, but eye jokes are cornea. Ouch. Yeah, I don't know about that one. All right, hey Dave, I got a question. It's the end of the day. I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Speaking of the end of the day mm-hmm. and different times. Yeah. When are riptides dangerous?
0: When are riptides dangerous? Yeah. When are riptide? Okay. When are riptides dangerous?
1: Currently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. That's all right. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I got
1: the pig one again.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So I, I never had laffy taffy. So what? What is a Laffy taffy is it like? Does it come in like a coil or something? Or is no? It...
1: It's like a almost like the same size as a mini mars bar but a little flatter okay it's taffy okay it's uh i think it's like banana flavored or strawberry flavored okay i believe
0: yeah like the individual cubes of it that you would
1: well they're like rectangular flat flat rectangles okay you know they're a little chewy a little
0: chewy sure Uh, they're taffy makes sense
1: (laughs) That, that no okay that makes no sense there's there's one okay there's one here is like who is the cow talking to and then the answer is the moose. Okay. Well, if there's a drawing of a moose, yeah. <laughs> but if there's no drawing of a moose, yeah, if you have no what clue. the hell does
0: that mean? <laughs> it's no clue at all. That means nothing. What was the cow looking at? What? The moon. Same thing.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> okay, here's a question. <laughs>
1: yeah. So when the cow jumped over the moon, yes. is there any connection that it's like moon, and that's why the cow jumped over it? Could, could have been mixed up. Because first of all... Yeah. Why? Why is a cow jumping over the moon?
0: Like, what's that? What's that about? Well, like, was, a cow
1: doesn't like a cow doesn't jump yeah. over nothing.
0: I know that cow, and it was usually stumbling over its own words. So one day, it just happened to jump over the moon.
1: Hmm, that's it. Maybe the, here's what I would go with. I would go with that the cow. Yep. Was uh, you know, and people were making fun of the cow. Okay. And just going, cows can't do nothing. Sure. Cows can't do nothing. And the cow's going, I can do things. And yeah. like, well, what can you do? Can you jump? Yeah, I can jump. Like, oh, yeah, like, what can you jump over? Yeah. And the cow, like, the only thing the cow could think of was, uh, moo, mo- the moon? <laughs> yeah, the moon. That's right. I'll jump over the moon. And then the cow had to
0: jump over the moon. Cool. I also enjoy that the cow was played by Edward D. Edward e. Robinson.
1: Yeah, she. <laughs> I'm a cow, moon, she. she. <laughs> like that. Okay, That here's the thing yeah. about that nursery rhyme.
0: Yes. Uh, so hey,
1: hated a little the cat and the fiddle. Yeah, uh, the cow jumped over the moon. Yeah, the little dog the, laughed yeah, to see such a sight, and the or to, to see such sport, sport as I both ways. Yeah, uh, and the dish ran away with the spoon.
0: Oh, shocking! Oh, redescending. Okay, yeah,
1: that feels like the kind of poem. Mm-hmm. That, like, later on someone would go, of course that was about French politics. <laughs> right? And they'll That's, tell you that. It's like, it yeah. was, I mean, it's obvious what we're talking about here, people. It's obvious. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like Gulliver's Travels. It's going to, like, be ruined later when someone tells you, you know, what it's really about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, it would be ruined later if that person told you in great detail and kept interrupting the story. But I think if you someone tells you, oh, that was about, like, you know... Catholics and Protestants fighting. You're like, oh, okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah, you know what? That feels about right. It's like it's like Yankee Doodle. You think like, oh, Yankee Doodle is just a fun little song. It's just like, yeah. no, it's a very insulting song to this idiot who's <laughs> a Yankee. Who's yes. so stupid. Yeah. You know, he put a feather in his hat. He called it macaroni. He, that guy's a freaking moron. But he's not
0: calling it macaroni in those days meant stylish, not not the pasta.
1: So he just said like, so if, if you had a stylish uh, yeah. uh, salad salad. That would be macaroni salad. <laughs> I
0: guess so. Okay. Is that your way of describing salads?
1: Okay. <laughs> is that is that right? Yes,
0: macaroni was a, a slang term for stylish at that time. How so he did stuck a feather in his
1: pasta? Head.
0: Oh, I, I imagine they they may have been related. To, I mean, they may have been related to each other. But I just mean that, that in that poem he's not or the song it doesn't mean he thought it was macaroni. It means he th- said it was stylish because that was that was a slang term for. Okay, stylish. so
1: Yankee Doodle came to town riding on a pony. Yep. Yeah. Stuck a feather in his cap. Yep. Yeah. And called it macaroni. Called it so, stylish, yeah. Called it stylish. So so he came in riding on a pony, mm-hmm. which means he's weak he's weak. Is that what the thing is? Why would that is? mean he's weak? Oh, he's on a pony. How old are oh, you? No a man would not ride in on a pony.
0: Yeah, you a lot of people rode ponies, especially in those days when people were much smaller.
1: Okay. All right, fair. We did not have
0: our nutrition. Like if you uh look at like a it's quite hilarious if you look at like the horses that knights rode in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. which are like Shire horses. They're actually quite small. They're like pony-sized horses. Uh, so you have to imagine like knights crashing into each other on the on little ponies, and then you get a better sense of of what Middle Ages were like. <laughs> I'm sure there were people who were big, but for the most part, it was you know okay. because the nutrition was different then.
1: Yeah, I'm now looking up the origins of he doodle. Because okay. you know what? Look, this is what we do in this podcast. <laughs> right. It's this. It's this, or we can complain about our childhoods. Do you want that? Because we can do that. No one does. We'll 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 do it. Uh, yeah. So the Yankee Doodle uh, song was uh, much older than the uh, lyrics. Mm. Uh, let's see. what We got the versions. There we go. Uh, okay, so here's an early version before. Okay, uh, Brother Eprim sold his cow and bought him a commission. Then he went to Canada to fight for the nation. This was like 1755. Wow. Was Canada around then? I guess so. Okay. But when but when Eprim, he came home, he proved an errant coward. He wouldn't fight the Frenchman there for fear of being devoured.
0: There, yeah, you, go. there you go. Rhymes at least. Oh,
1: okay. So here was an early version as well. Yankee Doodle came to town for to buy a firelock. We will tar and feather him. And so will we, John Hancock. Huh. Yeah.
0: So that was the um, United Empire Loyalists version of the song.
1: Right. Okay. So here is a pro-British set of lyrics.
0: Well, that last one was pro-British as well.
1: Yeah. But here is another another, pro-British. One from 1775. The other one was also from 1775. Following the Battle of Bunker Hill. Okay. The 17th of June, at the break of day, well, that doesn't yeah, work at it all, really work. the rebels, they surprised us with their strong works, which they'd thrown up to burn the town and drive us. Okay.
0: Yeah. I guess these are rousing songs that got people <laughs> ready to
1: fight. I guess. I, I guess so. Are you
0: ready to battle? do 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 do
1: By the way, yep. this Yankee Doodle song goes on forever. The actual Yankee Doodle mm. song.
0: Yeah. All songs do. All oh, old songs do. It's like when we were kids and we decided we were going to be a great, great time for us to go around and sing Christmas carols. Jesus
1: Lord, it we just... learned
0: how long the songs were.
1: This is the this would be the whole show if I sang this. Holy cow!
0: <laughs> oh well, God. I'll just sit back. I'll eat some uh, sour sour patch kids, and you sing away, sir.
1: Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Jack and Jill went up the hill. Yes, that also goes to this song.
0: Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown, and Jill came tumbling, tumbling after. after. Yeah, and then what? The next part is about tar paper and something, or tar paper vinegar and vinegar and oh, something? you got
1: me, you got me uh, wondering now, sir. There we go. That's <laughs>
0: Jack and <Jill? laughs> Oh, it's, it's ages long once again. It'll
1: okay. Yeah, you, you, you're right. Uh, okay, up Jack got and home did drop as fast as he could. Caper went to bed to mend his head with vinegar and brown paper. It's a weird cure. It is. Jill came in and she did grin to see his paper plaster. Mother vexed did whip her next for causing Jack's disaster. (laughs)
0: What did she have to do with it?
1: That's her problem. Huh. Yeah. Dames get blames. That's what the the old rhyme (laughs) used to say.
0: (laughs) This is a song about the miscarriage of justice.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so. uh, in the old mother goose books yeah. they would uh, have the um they would have the poem but then they would have a maxim afterwards to explain it i
0: see it. so you would learn the he would learn the moral so this story. uh
1: this was jack and jill now jill of course was spelled with a with a uh, g
0: oh so jack and gill
1: i guess so okay oh wait i guess it is it's it's a fella Oh, huh, okay. So Jack and Gil went up the hill to fetch a bill of water. Jack fell down and broke his crown. And Gil came tumbling after. The maxim being, the more you think of dying, the better you will live.
0: What? That's the maximum of that? Yeah. That's what we're supposed to take from so that. So little st- children <laughs> yeah. think of dying. Yeah. yeah. The more you think of it. Yeah. The more morbid you are, the better your life will be. I don't think that's a good advice.
1: I'm going to say, here's the thing too. Yeah. Uh, so you're going up the hill to get a f- pail of water.
0: Yes, because the water is up the hill. Yeah,
1: there's a better way to get that water. You got like because water p- goes down a hill. Okay, water will come to you if you uh, <laughs> if you uh, dig so some if, sort of system. You, if you divert it. If you divert
0: it. Yeah. But I mean, that sounds like a you know you are seriously downplaying the the effort in in shoveling dirt, mm. which is which is a what horrible job. What else you
1: can do? It's the past. There's no TV. There's
0: no uh, <laughs> internet. There's a lot of things you can do. Well, uh,
1: what what could you do?
0: Play play some games, play tag, go go and uh, run around the field, throw a ball around, hmm. lots of stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's another version.
0: Okay. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail
1: of milk. Oh, that's that's that's, that's not cheap good. to throw yeah. that in eh? Yeah. Like just make up a rhyme, but don't don't fuck around. Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of milk. Oh, Jack was dressed in his Sunday best, and Jill in her gown of
0: silk. Oh. Boo. Boo. First of all, you
1: don't need the O's. And
0: what does it have to do with death?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Here's another one. Okay. Uh, Little Jane ran up the lane to hang her clothes a-drying. Okay. She called for Nell to ring the bell, for Jack and Jill were dying. Really? Oh, my God. (laughs) Nimble Dick ran up so quick, he stumbled over timber and bent his bow to shoot a crow and (laughs) killed a cat in the window. Really? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow, well, this really is making me think of death. I don't know why. Look,
1: so, yeah. what? okay, here's what I don't get about that at yeah. all, first of all. Yeah. I guess Jane is, like, hanging up her clothes and realizes there's two bloody uh, children <laughs> who fell down a hill trying to get water. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm yeah. with you on that. She's yeah. trying to get help for the kids. Sure, sure. I'll, so well, far, the I story... Don't know. It
0: feels like you're you're uh, putting two different stories together, though.
1: Yeah, and then all of a sudden...
0: You're making a lot of assumptions. Nimble Jane. Dick, first yeah. of all. Well... That's it's,
1: not a great name. It's...
0: You know what... <laughs> It's just a problem, you know. To have a nimble dick? To have a nimble dick, huh? yes. It's just a, you know, it's just a... Like, dick is... You just can't be called dick anymore. Yeah, be called dick. Yeah.
1: All right, so nimble dick ran up so quick. He tumbled over a timber. Okay, so he fell over a log. Yeah. Uh, and bent his uh, bow, or bow. I guess bow to shoot a crow. Yeah, that yeah, makes like bow, more sense. Yeah. Bent his bow to... Because I was thinking, like, why didn't he shoot a cow? What <laughs> <laughs> would work as well. Sure. But uh uh bent his... uh Bow to shoot a crow. Yeah, why? There's injured people here. Why is shooting? Oh, unless. Yeah. Oh, this does make some sense. Okay. The crow is pecking at their uh, bloody heads. Oh, okay. The crow. The crow <laughs> sure. spots the sure. uh, dying children as yeah. like, yeah, snack time. We so we
0: may have discovered the reason the kids fell down the hill was the crow was involved in some way. It's... This is now making yeah. some sense. Sure.
1: Okay. Yeah. This makes sense. Like. Okay. Because I was he like, he dropped why the are you... stick.
0: He dropped the stick exactly where Jack was walking. Exactly oh, walking. smart. You know, stepped on it, it turned It spun. Yeah. It went down the hill. And he shot a cat. Who shot a cat?
1: Well, and killed a cat in the window. That was
0: Dick. Yeah, Dick. Not, not Jack.
1: No, no, no. What I'm saying is yeah. uh, the crow dropped a stick. Oh, okay. Uh, because yeah. the crow's smart. Yes. Uh, as, and he sees the guy's got a bow. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to shoot a crow. That's me because it rhymes. Yeah. He drops the stick. Yeah. The guy trips. trippy dip. And then shoots a cat in the a kill. Not just shoots it. Kills a cat in the window. That yeah, cat yeah. is dead. Which also benefits the crow, because the crow is a bird, and the, and the bird knows a cat will eat a bird. Yeah, Especially and in olden times when the cats are really hungry.
0: And now a bird will eat a cat.
1: Right, and so now this crow is like, now he's just feasting on the corpses of Jack and Jill. <laughs> uh, much to the horror yeah. of little Jane. Mm-hmm. She doesn't eat that, she's busy drying her
0: clothes. Yeah, hanging her clothes to dry. Yeah, To
1: hang her clothes to dry. In. Yeah. What a tragic story. What a tragic story. <laughs> I, you know what? I liked it more than I knew the end result. But now that I know that, you know, just a crow a crow is feasting.
0: <laughs> now the maxim makes sense.
1: Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Oh well. Well, there we go. We learned something today. We learned something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everyday you learn something terrible. Every day you learn something bad. There's something worse. It is a curse. And every day brings one more pain. But it's better than the alternate reality. Where the crow is eating you. (laughs) Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. Don't look into anything from your childhood. What's
0: the cat in the hat about? Oh, you don't want to know. (laughs) You do not want to know. (laughs) He seemed pretty... He seemed pretty uh, right on for his time. Yeah, he was an agent of chaos. He was an agent... The, the cat or, the hat? Yeah, I would say Well, the so. cat in the hat was an agent of chaos. Oh,
1: yes, for certain. Yes,
0: yes. Nothing nothing but chaos.
1: So what happened in the first... Like, I remember the uh, second... Uh, when the cat in the hat came back. Yes. Uh, where it all led up to opening up uh, the tiniest hat on, uh, on, on a cat. And there was something in there that, like, cleaned everything up. This, this incredibly chaotic mess. And it just... Cleaned everything up and everything was back to complete nor- normalcy, but how did things go back to normalcy in the Cat in the Hat book? He 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 made everything go bananas and then yeah. who, who cleaned up? How did that work? Did they all? Th- did he just have a plan to clean up and he cleaned up and like left? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Did you read the books to your daughter? I did read the books to my daughter, but only once. Oh, because you will only read many, those books <laughs> once, and you dinosaurs. went like I only read a book once, and then you put it on the shelf and you went no more for for yeah, you no more.
0: I know I read them more than once, but um like there was thing two and thing one. There is a scolding fish. Yeah. Who gets mad at the cat in the hat. He's sort of the authority. he's sort of the figure of yeah. a moral authority. He's not fish. wrong. No, the fish is absolutely correct. He's a spoil sport in a in a big in a big square, but yeah, he's right. he's no, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. How does it I mean, I remember part of it is like he, he creates like a ring around the bathtub or whatever and then he uses like some clothes to to wipe it up, and then they get dirty. And
1: there's a machine. There's a machine that. Oh, that's home.
0: right. He comes in with a machine, and it's. Yeah, it ha-
1: picks up everything, cleans the house. Yeah. yeah, which delights the
0: fish and the children. <laughs> yeah. Before mother comes home.
1: Yeah, and then and then it it uh, the mom yeah the mom comes home and asks what did you do today? Yeah, and it ends with the the moral question. Mm-hmm. What, what would, would you do? What would you say if your mother asked you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would you do? Would you lie to her? Or would you tell her the truth? Because the truth is beyond belief to this mother.
0: <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, my 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 current feeling is that one should always tell the truth. You know, in a situation like that, you should always tell the truth because it only makes your life more complicated to lie. But I feel like in that situation, uh, a lie is perfectly acceptable.
1: Here's my question. That is also okay. <laughs> and my question is this. Yes. So in this reality,
0: in this reality, yes,
1: could the kids turn to the fish, mm-hmm. and does the fish speak to the mother? Does the mother know that the fish talks, or is the fish now mum as well? Like, is well, you got two mums, uh, but is the <laughs> fish now a fish again? Like, was the fish talking something? The kids were like, eh, "Fishes, is, fishes, is right now!" <laughs> or was it like, "Oh, the fish could talk!" Like, yeah. what was the what was the situation?
0: Yeah, you think the presence of the cat was like so. It was such a topsy-turvy world then that if a fish could talk and come out of his tank and it would be okay,
1: like if you if you got the backup of the fish and just went like, "Hey fish, uh, tell her what happened." Oh, there was a cat in the hat here. And the mom's like, "Oh, okay. Well, if the fish, the fish is the sensible
0: <laughs> one here." Yes, that's right. We, we all know the, the fish is, a, is obviously a stick in the mud, but also he's pretty he's pretty honest. So yeah, he's an honest fish. Yeah. He's well, known for his honesty. Well, yeah, here's
1: what the fish would do. Yeah. The fish would just go. Yes. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, he would say this first. He'd say, "I'm, I'm gonna be straight with you." Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of memory, and 15 <laughs> minutes has passed yeah, and it's right. gone. Being honest, if you tell me a cat was here, yeah. I'm gonna believe you. Yeah. But uh, I don't know what to. I don't know what to say.
0: Well, the, the fish are so honest because of the scales of justice. That's why they. Okay. To laugh laughy. To laughy. <laughs> You know, send, that, send that. off right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, I honestly, I don't. I, I don't remember the uh, plots of either of the stories. But I, but I think because you know what, I think I kind of went into a different world when I was reading them. Like I was reading them to the girls, but I was at the same time I was thinking about other things because sure. you know you get to a point where it's just it's just tedium to read those stories, and they're not my favorite Doctor Seuss stories. I prefer the more elaborate. Uh, stories that have well directly more
1: before this one was if I ran the circus, which is great, and then the one that came after was how the Grinch stole Christmas, which is
0: also great. If I ran the circus has one of my has is one of my favorite books because it actually is like laugh out loud funny.
1: What is it? Tell me about this book.
0: Well, it's a kid imagining running the circus. But what is so enjoyable enjoyable about it is it's he is just running the circus. His performer is this person who's real, like he's like a. He's like an old man. This kid, I don't know if he's like a caretaker or a janitor or whatever. And this kid keeps involving him in more and more hair-brained, crazy circus acts. Okay. And you just get the reactions of this old man to the, these, these suggestions. And it's really good. Like they're really just priceless reaction shots and stuff like that to this kid's insane description of some like, a really elaborate uh, circus act with a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. You know, so it's very Susian. You know, yeah. it's really elaborate. Um, ideas but then you also have this great kind of grounded character who's just kind of like you know his hair standing on end <laughs> the idea of doing all these things That's a lot of fun so
1: is this mr uh snealock
0: i'm not sure not okay. sure anymore
1: because there was a it was there's me mr Sneelock's uh ram's shackle store uh next to an empty lock and uh and uh i think that's where the circus takes place okay okay, yeah. okay. i what i remember about Sneelock. if i ran the circus was uh, it was a different size book than the other Dr. Seuss books. It was bigger. The version I saw. Okay. And I'm looking at the original uh, one here, and it's not bigger. But there was one. It was like all this kid's face. Mm-hmm. It was very red. Yeah. And for some reason, as a kid, it bothered me that this book wasn't the same size as the other Dr. Seuss books. Okay. I was like, we shouldn't get this one because it's not. <laughs> doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. It's not
0: right. The, his original books were bigger. Mm. So it, it was the. It was the. The learning to read books like Cat in a Hat and and uh, and uh, One Fish Two Fish Red Fish Blue Fish and and Green Eggs and Ham and stuff like that. Which One Fish Two Fish Red Fish Blue Fish is a fun book to read. Green Eggs and Ham is not a fun book to read to your okay. kids. It's just too repetitive. It's a good book to teach them to read because it re- repeats sounds and stuff like that. It makes it easy f- for them to learn.
1: I yeah. Before this, it was On Beyond Zebra, which okay. is an alphabet book.
0: That's fine. Yeah. It's uh, not, it's not very engaging. It's. I think it would be okay to read as a kid when you're just like laying in bed and you're reading, but as an adult reading it to kids, it's not—it's not quite as engaging because it's not really a story.
1: Right. Before then, it was uh, Horton hears a who. Not bad. Uh, before then, it was scrambled eggs super.
0: Don't know that one. Okay. I'm sure I have it, but I don't. And remember
1: it. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, I see. No, you know what? I'm remembering this incorrectly. If I ran the circus, i misinter misinter—I'm misremembering. Because I was, I was thinking of if I ran the
0: zoo. Oh, okay, yeah, that's not quite as good as if I ran the circus.
1: Right, and that one was uh, very big. Before then, but
0: so was, was so was if I ran the zoo. They were all all big books. Like the Grinch Who Stole Christmas was was an oversized book. Was it? Oh yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, like McElgut's Pool and Horton Here's a Who. All those books were were larger. It was just the base, like the beginning reader books that were that were a little smaller. The original books were quite large, and that, like the Sneetches and other stories. That was another big one. Um Bartholomew and the Oobleck or whatever it was called, and which I think it was like his first or second book,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, it was something in the and the Ooblick. uh and it was uh, Bartholomew,
0: but I don't remember when it?
1: they're talking about the what's the moral of a fox and socks? I don't think there is a moral
0: no, the moral is can you read all those uh tongue twisters the to moral your children?
1: they say the moral is that uh that showing off is a bad idea
0: <laughs> showing off that you can read quickly through those tongue twisters, possibly. Bricks and blocks or six. Oh yeah, Sorry to say. Sticks and clocks sirs There's stuff like that, right? Like it's, it's bricks and blocks or sticks and clocks da-da-da. You have to keep reading those over and over yeah, again. Yeah, and, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's that's quite right. fun. It's quite fun. Here's a new trick, Mr. Knox socks on chicks and chicks on fox. Fox on clocks on bricks and blocks. Bricks and blocks on knocks on box. Now we come to ticks and talks, sir. Try to say this, Mr. Knox, sir. Clocks on fox tick, clocks on uh, knocks talk six chick bricks tick six chicks <laughs> chick talk oh that's pretty great
0: it's great and it's a good way yeah. for kids to learn uh pronunciation of different like uh, how to read uh, different words that they know already but in a way that's fun but it's also fun as an adult to read it to your kids because uh you just try and do it as quickly as you can right and uh, not stumble over the so only. what
1: is the answer to the question in uh in fox and socks who comes who's coming who comes
0: i don't know what is that crow comes Okay. Slow Joe
1: Crow comes. <laughs> Who sews Crow's clothes? Well, Sue sews Crow's clothes. Slow Joe Crow sews whose clothes? Sue's clothes. This this all would be great with like uh, Alvin Costello.
0: It's this. Well, it's a uh, it's a lot. Of, it's a riot to read to your kids. I have to say. Yeah, good uh,
1: The the Tweedle Beetle battle. I that's remember also like good, memorizing yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, that's great too. That's yeah, really when Tweedle Beetles battle in a puddle, a uh, puddle, puddle paddle battle, <laughs> and the beetle the battle puddle is a puddle in a bottle, we call this a Tweedle Beetle, bottle, puddle, paddle, bottle, muddle. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And the bottle's on a poodle, and the poodle's eating noodles. <laughs> they call this a muddle, puddle, Tweedle, poodle, uh, <laughs> beetle, noodle, bottle, paddle, battle. Ah, oh, so good stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not, I could do it quite quite quickly by the time I got sure. to leave. <laughs> getting subjected. My favorite of those books is One Fish, Red Fish, Two Fish. I'm oh, sorry, One Fish. Sorry, Red Fish. One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. I enjoy the little segments in it. Like I like, uh, and I also like Hop on Pop as well, which is fun. But I like stuff like where they Clark... They find Clark in the park. Yeah, it's great. So he's creepy. So scary. Yeah.
1: So 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 cra- Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it as a kid, and I loved it also as a as, a, as an adult reading that book. Because
2: I'm a
0: trying to think if they read. ever did uh, did it as an animated. I version. don't think so because that book is per- well, maybe who knows?
1: Yeah. Well, there is one way to find
0: out. <laughs> I guess you could look it up.
1: Yeah. Let's see if they uh, if they did. Uh yeah I'm trying to no they got an animated picture book here but I'm not seeing it as a uh, as a TV show yeah because he would be Clark in Clark in the Park in the Dark
0: yeah it's creepy
1: yeah that's the, about, that's the, as scary as it gets
0: there's other things Alurex was a fun one to read as well uh, the sleep book was nice so it's sort of like a call out across this the world to everyone's time ready time to go to sleep which is kind of fun to read to kids at night
1: I never read the uh, All the Places You'll Go I think.
0: I think you gave that to us, oh no, you didn't you gave us a and to think I th- saw it on Mulberry Street when Mary right came, but um oh, the places you will go, yes, the girls did read that one as well, Which I guess was started as a an address or commencement address was what how that began oh, is that right, and dr Seuss did't an, did an illustrated commencement address for oh. for, a, for a college, and then the that talk was turned into the book neat yeah the I think i and to think that I saw it on Mulberry
1: Street. I, I liked that one as a kid because I lived on Newberry Street, mm, and mm. it felt very similar. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. this is stuff that happened on our street. That's an early one. I'm glad we had. And have- it does build to chaos, which I also love. I she love does. stories that start small, and it's just like, and the worm walked down the street. Well, the worm didn't see the bird, and the bird didn't see this, and the bird didn't, <laughs> didn't see this, and the flying saucer showed up. and like, that was one of my favorite types of stories. It's just building to incredible chaos. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, you know, the problem resolves itself. Mm-hmm. There's a few of his but well, obviously the Cat in the Hat stories are like that. Yeah, there's a few of his books in that vein. But he didn't really repeat himself too much, which is pretty amazing considering how much he he wrote. You know, he kept pretty original, you know, the Sneetches, the Lorax, the are good stories that actually do have like a moral message to them, you know, but aren't really in your face about it.
1: Here is something that came, uh, there was a trailer for this week that I think missed the point. Okay. Uh there's a a Netflix series
0: uh based on Wednesday Adams. Have you seen have you seen this? Wednesday Adams, a character from the Adams family. Yeah. Very, so when- an appealing character in the movies anyway.
1: Sure sure. Sure. Uh and in the comic or the comic uh comics as in the one panel comics That's all based on. Uh but here's the idea is that she is uh kicked out of uh, school because uh she um Uh, drops uh, piranhas into uh, a swimming pool and uh, (laughs) castrates uh, one of the swimmers because he was, like, uh, uh, bothering her brother. Uh, Now, and then she goes to another school, and it's a school full of, like, bizarre things and mystery, and she's solving mysteries there. And, you know, that's the way they're going with this. Now, that part... Okay, I'm fine with that. All right. Here's the problem to me. Okay. Is uh, they show... Uh, Her going up to a pool uh, with piranhas And like, I'm with you so far Dropping the piranhas in I'm with you so far The the kids are swimming away I'm with you so far And then they uh, show uh, 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 The guy who's like the bully Trying to get out of the pool And then the pool is like filling with blood As like the piranha that you don't see Is basically biting off uh, Either his testicles and or his penis Yes uh, Piranha the movie, uh, 3D style.
0: <laughs> okay, so mine sure. also my... oh, had breasts in it then. If it was Piranha 3D, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay.
1: Here's 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 my problem with it. Is uh, here's how Adams family works. You can't show blood. You mm-hmm. can't show the yeah. action. You can yeah. show them about to pour boiling oil on carolers. Yes. You can't show the oil <laughs> hitting the carolers. <laughs> yeah. Adam's family jokes are before yeah. and after. Mm-hmm. Uh and they and you know, but never the during. Yeah, yeah. And they're showing the during. Mm. And 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 it just cheapens it. Sure. You know, if if they said, you know, you know, why was she kicked out of school? There was an incident with a swim team. And some piranhas. Well, yeah. they shouldn't have bullied my brother. Yeah. Like very good, done. Moving on, and sure. we get this. And then it's like, oh, and it bit off the guy's penis. <laughs> like, well, I think we've crossed into a different type of thing now. Yeah, and let's show it to you. No, we don't need none of that. Is it's necessary? It, yeah. It's it also mistake. feels
0: actionable.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, it, yeah. There should be like some. Something going on. The only the only thing I can see with that is like that the the swim guys actually did bully her brother yeah. in some way that would be actionable as well. And so sure. they if they cut, if they a, cut you know, off
0: his penis, then I suppose and I, the thing a is knife Pugsley
1: can take an explosion to the face. <laughs> so Pugsley, there's nothing Pugsley can't take. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you can't show blood.
0: And the idea that Pugsley's being bullied is also ridiculous as well, because that's counter to the characters as well. The idea is that they're completely above all that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, Pugsley is a victim who will take it. Yeah, and like you could you could do whatever you want to Pugsley. He's fine. Yeah, you know you could you could just like stab him for days. It's all right. But you can actually show that because that's not the way that goes. The difference <laughs> the difference between the Adams family, say the television Adams family, though, and the cartoon Adam as in the cartoon is in the like new is it was it New Yorker cartoons yep. that had the Adams yep. family. Uh, they were a little bit uh, you know uh, uh, malevolent and malicious. You know they would uh, uh, enjoy hurting others mm-hmm. uh, in the in the in the cartoons, but the TV show they wouldn't. Yeah, the TV show they were uh, like a, a family that just liked the macabre. Yeah, and uh, you know they people would you know try to hurt them, and they'd get hurt because they tried to hurt them. Yeah, and they were stupid, and they didn't realize. That yeah. that room of plants was all <laughs> could eat them, yeah. um, but it was their fault for doing it. Yeah. But they wouldn't. The Adams would not go out looking for trouble. No, in the movie, a little tiny bit, you know, they, you know, again, they'd be pouring hot oil onto the carolers as they did in the uh, in the in the New Yorker strip. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it it just feels off tonally. Yeah, that's you weird. know. It's like if you if you fuck with them, you're gonna find out. Is the sort of the Adams family thing. Uh, but uh, generally, they they just like enjoy life and you know en- embrace you know everything fully, and it looks like a kind of a fun family to be part of. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it's a it's a mistake. <laughs> they made a mistake. Um, I thought it's funny actually. Speaking of misreading something, yes, someone at work somehow at work something came up about the Bechtel test. I don't know why. Uh, but then as an example of, I don't know if it was an example of why it's ridiculous, um. One of the guys played a clip from Rick and Morty, where in order for Rick to get out of some sort of dangerous situation, Morty has to um, somehow bring up the Bechtel test, and he has Morty narrate um, a conversation between Summer and her mom, mm-hmm. and it kind of revolves around their special time of the month and blah blah blah. And it's very stilted, and you know, and he's like, and then when he played after he played that, he goes, and that's why the Bechtel test is ridiculous. Basically, that was his thing, and I was like. <laughs> That's not what that is saying. <laughs> it's not saying the Bechdel test is ridiculous. What it's saying is what is really ridiculous is the idea that where we are now, it's still men speaking for women. Whether it's the Bechdel test or not, where it fails is that the screenwriters are mostly male who are speaking for women. Yeah, That's where the test fails. And that's what they're saying in this scene. They're having Morty do this horrible Version of what women would talk about because he has no he has no idea what women talk about the same way that most men have no idea what women talk about and the idea that they're writing for them is insulting and that's what this is talking about like to take it as the and that's why the Bechtel test is wrong is so, so silly but anyway I guess I'm just the moral compass of work I don't know <laughs> it feels weird
1: there was a uh, there was a yeah there was an amendment to the bechdel test that uh, she gave recently for okay. Fire Island uh, thing. Oh, for the
0: Fire uh, Island TV show. Okay. For the
1: Fire Island TV show, and okay. I was just looking up what what she actually said. Okay, but she said, "Yeah, for this, it's fine. They they cover it up. It's it's good. It's good. This will be okay. It, it passes the test, even though it doesn't pass the test.
0: It's okay." Oh, so enough, that's like gay
1: characters, even though they're men doing yeah. stuff, and yeah. So
0: so it's the um what do we call it the the gay amendment, I guess. It's a yeah. Test. There's yeah. amendments. Yeah. Uh, to it's to things. Sure. Sure
1: that's interesting yeah i, I mean it was it, it's just one of these things that makes you think for a second oh yeah they are always talking about the guy hmm like yeah do they talk i mean <laughs> i on a completely side note yeah. it always bothers me when you've got you know uh the character with the three friends and all the three friends ever talk about is the one friend mm-hmm. and their romantic life and uh, i always feel so sorry for those other three friends <laughs> You know, just like, you know, you got it, you got it, oh, you know, you're always finding the wrong guy, and you're all just like, well, how are the rest of you doing? There's like
0: four people at this goddamn table. Yes, you all seem very overly concerned about one person's... Yeah, one person
1: who, you know, is the most traditionally Mm good-looking of you guys. Yeah. It's like, do you, like, is this the thing where you've got to, like, find love in order? Of attractiveness? Is that the <laughs> yes, is that the rule? It's
0: still it's still uh it's like when women came out into society in the in the you know, in the Victorian era before that, you know, like you had the like, oldest was first. And then the younger the younger sisters would come out, so it's like that now. Yeah, that's exactly the friends what come it is. out, but it's an order of uh, order of attractiveness. Yeah,
1: I was just thinking, sort of go back to you, you know the person at work who, um, yeah, you know uh, watched the Rick and Morty thing. I think that might be the first time that a guy has ever gotten a message of Rick and Morty wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I feel so like so much just let Dan Harmon know. It's like, hey, hey, <laughs> we found a guy who yeah. watched it. Yeah. He didn't get it exactly what you were trying to say. Yeah, I didn't really understand. He didn't. He took it
0: the wrong way. I missed the point. Seemed to project his own opinions on it.
1: <laughs> and uh, and there
0: you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll write to him. I'll write to Dan and let him know. Yeah, it was just kind of a, it was a curious thing. Like because I was watching, I was thinking, oh yeah, this is actually quite clever. <laughs> and he says this thing. I was like, no, no, you <laughs> seriously misread this. There's a. That's the problem with clever things. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but I uh, there's a reviewer. I don't want to say his name. Cause I kind of I well sometimes hate watch him, cause I hate his opinions, um but but I enjoy like being mad at him. Okay. And so I was watching his review of Prey, the new uh, Predator film. Okay. Which, have you Which seen is it?
1: the which is uh, the middle part of the Eat Prey Love trilogy, right? Exa-
0: exactly. Yes. Julia Roberts is in this as well. She plays the Predator.
1: Right. Oh, she. Yeah.
0: It's her. Yeah.
1: You know what? I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it up till you said that. And then you said
0: that. I'm in <laughs> you're in so, <laughs> so I assume you haven't seen it uh, but no, not yet but um, what was interesting I was watching I was watching this guy's review of it and of course it's so weird like people who hate strong women and go on and on about how stupid it is that women are you know powerful in movies and are able to beat up men et etc etc
1: It's not that they hate strong women yeah it's just they hate that Hollywood hates men. They hate men. Oh, Hollywood Hollywood. hates men?
0: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they hate men. Oh, okay. They hate the hate. Don't hate the cinema. You know why are you saying They yeah, hate yeah. women. The guys are the sure, victims sure. here, Dave. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, Have I you forgot. not seen the the posts and the and the videos? <laughs> no,
1: okay, but continue.
0: I'm uh, sorry.
1: That's fine. I'm gonna mansplain this to you.
0: <laughs> you see, so so this manly man is going on about uh, you know like how great the first movie was because it was all these burly guys shooting their big guns. Sure. You know, and so you know getting their spines. Yeah, getting... <laughs> man style. <clears throat> and I was talking about it with Mary because Mary saw the movie as well, and we were talking about it.
1: Imagine, if, but let me just say, excuse me, be, I, <clears throat> before you get into actually talking about your daughter, I'll feel uncomfortable than saying. This. Sure, sure. Imagine if just the predator, instead of like ripping out spines, was just ripping off dicks. <laughs> yeah, just like just pulling them off, yeah, and just hanging them up, <laughs> and like that's that's his yeah. thing, and it's just
0: like hmm. It'd be a a, bit
1: of a different movie.
0: Yeah, it (laughs) would. It really would be a different movie. Um, So he's going on about how, like, uh, you know, there's all these big men, and even they couldn't defeat the Predator. And how can this young Native American girl, without any, like, all their giant weapons and stuff like that, how could she defeat the Predator? And I'm like, what movie did you watch? What movie did you – the whole point of Predator – is that all the muscle and all the guns are useless against this creature. You have to, like, Mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger has to just throw away all his technology. Everything has to be thrown away. He has to, like, return to the mud. He has to cover himself in mud. He's naked. He's covered in mud. And he makes a big, giant, like, primitive, you know, thing that swings down and and crunches the the predator.
1: Right. He goes back to basically where she is. Exactly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then Prey is very careful about, you know, Sorry. like kind of breadcrumbing, like all the steps that she needs in order to defeat it. And it introduces different elements throughout the movie that in the end, she's able to bring together and in order, spoilers, she defeats the Predator. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, it was just like so frustrating to watch that review and just be like, how could you not understand a movie that you watch? Like, that's what's clever about Predator. That's why that movie works.
1: Yeah, predator will always have better tech than you. Mm-hmm. Always.
0: Yeah. So that's not how you do it. That's yeah, exactly. That's not a gun. Yeah. That's
1: never gonna beat... I'm trying to remember now how um, Danny Glover beats him.
0: Danny Glover is unarmed. He, okay. re- he realizes... I know he goes into
1: the predator ship. Yeah. And there's the alien uh, skeleton on the wall, and you're like, ah, huh? yeah huh? Uh. I wonder if this will lead anywhere good. It's fun. It's fun in that movie. Yeah. It's fun in that movie. It's too bad. That's that those where, other where places. the movie. That's where <laughs> the fun of that ends. Or possibly possibly. Yeah. In the comic books. The comic books are not bad.
0: Yeah. Then it goes somewhere in the Danny Glover throws away his weapons.
1: Right. And he goes, I'm too old for this shit. I'm
0: too old for this shit. And the predators And like, the predator Fine. goes,
1: Me too, brother. And just tosses down. Because
0: his... the idea of the predator is that they're sportsmen and they're not going to kill unarmed people. Earlier in that movie there's a scientist in a lab who's is not Oh no, that's a different that's in Predators. The Predator, maybe. I don't know, I get them all mixed up. But, but you know uh, what they are? Poor yeah. losers. <laughs> why do you say that because
1: if they lose they're gonna set that bomb off
0: oh okay and
1: blow blow you up yeah so it's not like you beat me fair and square yeah oh i admire you. no fuck you i'm gonna blow, my, <laughs> blow myself up now yeah so they're honorable up to a point
0: up to a point yeah i mean yes they have a weird code of ethics but one of those things it's is like they are at the olympics not... and they got silver and so kaboom yeah yeah the whole thing goes sure up. sure yeah well silver is the worst thing to get at the olympics mm-hmm. everyone knows that it sucks you lost that's why you get silver you Get bronze you won Silver, you lost. It's the worst one.
1: (laughs) Why are you shaking your head? I'm just, I'm just shaking my head at like these. The 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 thing that bothers me is like again. I've been watching like some Paul Chato but videos, and uh, and. It's just like, just the dumbest thing. Wrong end of the stick? Just the wrong end of the stick, the wrongest take you could take. <laughs> and just like, you know, we're so persecuted, us nerds. i like, oh, are you? Are things so bad right now? Yeah, they don't understand Star Trek. I'm like, there's so much Star Trek out there. Are you telling me there's not enough Star Trek for you? Are you telling me there's none of this Star Trek that works for you? Yeah. None. Yeah. None. Sh- sh- of, course there, of course there is. Stop it. Just stop it. When has it been better for a fan of, like, what decade has been better for, a uh, you know, in the last couple of decades? Yeah. For Star Trek fans, for Star Wars fans, for Marvel fans? Yeah, yeah. You know, for <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. Like, what's, what's been better? Sure. It's like, mm, it's all... You know, I'm geez. the
0: one who's left out. I'm uh, going to start protesting.
1: Look, uh, Yeah, it's like...
0: I like Star Wars.
1: He was complaining about She-Hulk, you know, because it looked in the trailer like, She-Hulk was stronger than the Hulk. And I was like, yeah, of course they're making the woman stronger than the man. (laughs) No, they're not. And if they were, so what? What's it matter? (laughs) Look at this show. Have you seen the Hulk in it? You know, according to the trailer, I think Daredevil might be in it. It's like, the last time I saw Daredevil and the Hulk together was in a, a, a movie called Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Okay. And it was shot in Vancouver. All right. And it was terrible. And it was Lou Frigno as the Hulk. Yeah. And a guy that was just like you know wearing like a just this cheapest mask in the world as Daredevil. And we all had to go. Eh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and look what you're getting now. Mm. You big frickin' baby. <laughs> Holy moly! But yeah, it's just it's just people that just turn into victims over goddamn goddamn nothing. But the thing that bugs me the most is then, like, you go to, say, his, uh, you know, on on Twitter, not a lot of followers. I'm like, okay, well, this makes sense. Yeah. But then you go to YouTube, oh, Oh. lots of followers for that. And they're all like, yeah, right on, yeah, speaking the truth. Hollywood needs to pay attention. Every one of them is exactly the same. Mm. And you're Mm. just like, I mean, I'm sure some of these are the same account over and over again. But, you know, there's just so many people thinking that they're, ah, that Hollywood hates them. And, oh, it's just so weird. It's like what are you, what 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 are you talking about? I've been a nerd for a very long time. This is probably about the best time to be a nerd. What are you, do you do like a But then people will see Rick and Morty and they will take it wrong.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but but I mean what seems obvious to to us, I guess to other people it's not so obvious. As, as a teacher once wisely told me.
1: What did the teacher say?
0: She told me I was smart. Which I didn't know, I know it sounds weird. I was in grade eleven. I didn't realize even in grade eleven that people people had different levels of intelligence. <laughs> I thought we were all the same. I just took that as like a thing, like okay, we're all the same.
1: Well, that's how school kind of works, but yeah
0: I guess that's it. like it's kinda kind of crushes you down yeah. or push pulls you up or whatever and uh yeah, I just assumed like so when people didn't understand what I was trying to say, it was kind of it was frustrating to me. It felt like they were willfully misunderstanding me, and so she just sort of took me aside and said. Not everyone is as smart as you, so they might not understand what you're trying to say. So Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Didn't occur to me. I thought what I was saying was perfectly clear, but I guess it wasn't. Maybe it was starting from a place they hadn't even got to yet. So who knows?
1: Yeah, I remember one time a teacher was impressed by something I said, and it was surprising to me, which was... It was like an art class and it was in uh, junior high, which was like probably okay. one of the worst times of my life.
0: And you recited the fox, and, fox and Socks.
1: Yeah, I said when Tweety Beetles battle in a puddle with a poodle eating noodles. This is called a Tweety Puddle Battle. And someone went, Is that about Bay of Pigs? You know what? It probably is. I think that was about the Bay of Pigs. I don't like it anymore. Um, but no, uh, she was talking about something, you know, uh, being boring. And I said to her, Oh, I, I, don't worry about it. I don't get bored.
0: Yeah. I'm the
1: same. And, and 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 she went
0: no i don't think you do hmm. wait it, wait you don't get bored ever like you don't get bored on your own you mean um like if you went to a party with a bunch of people who yeah who were like insurance brokers. am
1: i forced to okay here's where i would get where i literally did get bored yeah. where like i'd be in a math class and 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 things were being said yeah and i'm i would like go to sleep literally go to sleep yeah uh but even at a party no i think i'm usually able to find something in the thing that the person is saying to me Mm. that i'm able to go okay there's an angle there okay i can find i can find a a crack in this to, to to where i'll be able to talk to the person i don't i don't like parties for the most part uh you know with strangers for sure yeah um but that's just because I'm worried about saying the wrong thing or maybe being too intense or not being able to modulate, you know, uh, my feelings for things. So I'll get too passionate about something and then uh, it'll be like, oh, what's this guy? What's this guy's <laughs> problem? No, I just thought it was interesting what you're talking about. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> We're all keeping it real low key here, man. <laughs> I'm just talking. I don't care about the thing I'm talking about. Oh, you not care about the thing you're talking about. My, my, my mistake. But but in general, with the exception of uh, school, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't get bored. Yeah, and when I'm alone, for sure, I don't get. bored. I don't get
0: bored on my own. I c- I will get bored like having to like interact with people that I don't have mm-hmm. anything in like, common with. I mean, if I have some, something in common with people, then yeah, it's great. I can talk about stuff forever. But if it's just like a group of people and You know They're just kind of like Normal people I guess Mm -hmm. And you know They don't really I don't know It depends Some people are entertaining Even if they're just like normal You know what I mean Like they have good stories Or whatever That's fun But quite often Sometimes it's very dull It just depends on the situation
1: Yeah I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty open to To stuff Like You know uh, When I'm at family gatherings And there's friends Or boyfriends Or girlfriends Of family members Mm. You know And it's about topics That I know Very little about You know It's like no, tell me how tell me how it works at that restaurant that you work at. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, that's interesting for sure. As long as they yeah. give a fuck, I give mm-hmm. a fuck, and it's like, okay, that's fine. If they start talking about real estate, like really get into real estate, <laughs> <laughs> or um, sports is trickier for me. Yeah, but I try to find a way in. But I think the problem is people who talk about sports don't try to ever give you a way in. No. They, they they don't go well. This guy doesn't understand what I'm talking about. But there's a base level of like what's exciting about this. What you what you got to know is this guy had a bad year and looked like he was written off. Yeah. And now he's having a good year. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, good for him. We all liked him. It's like, okay, I get that story. That makes sense. Yeah. But they just assume you know all this, right? And I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It'd be like if I got really into a deep dive about you know the mid '70s Defenders comics. <laughs> It's like, as you know, Nighthawk, well, everyone, I mean, you guys know Nighthawk was a, you know, uh, basically a Batman-type character, so he was rich. And originally, of course, he only got his powers at night. But then, of course, they adjusted to that. And then, of course, he... uh, (laughs) Of course. But, you know, without that, (laughs) just keep talking about Nighthawk. (laughs) Um. And, of course, there's Nighthawk from the Squadron Supreme and then the Squadron Sinister. They both have the same names, and sometimes it's difficult to decide. And, And the hero Nighthawk is actually from the Squadron Sinister. Did you know that? Oh, that's true. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. So the Defenders, of course, was a non-team, uh, as opposed to the Avengers. Uh, you know. anyway, <laughs> Good. Tell, tell me about the Montreal Expos. <laughs> what, what kind of year they're having?
0: I realized I was talking to someone at work yesterday, and I realized why they're boring, why their stories are boring.:
1: Oh,
0: um, And it was interesting. actually it was an interesting thing to realize, and that was their stories are about how great they are, and that's boring. If that's the story you're telling, it's pretty boring. Yeah, okay. Unless it's like, you really are great. (laughs) But even so, okay. I know great people. Yeah. Uh, But would you want to hear them talk about...
1: Being great? No. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's boring. So this person was telling a story about taking a driving test.
1: Okay.
0: And they would have got 100%. Uh Uh-huh. But they made one mistake. They talked to the instructor. Or talked to the tester, I should say. started with an ethnic joke. No, no. (laughs) They talked to the tester. Because they re- they came they were driving along and they came to like a place where it was one lane only and there was no one uh, got, no one like no uh, flag person okay and so he talked to the instructor and got the instructor to help you know keep an eye open make sure everything's okay which I'm saying way more this was the most boring story in my life so I'm at this point I'm like laying on the ground with a pillow and then he drove around it and then the guy said you know you're gonna get 100 on this driver's test until you talk to me now you're you're gonna get 98 mm-hmm. percent. that's the story and uh it's terrible <laughs> and i i shaved off a lot of boring detail that was the part of the story and i walked away from it and i was just like why is that so boring and then i realized oh because it's just about how how good a driver he is it's humble brag like and,
1: here's a story where i yeah, got yeah. Uh, the bad end of the stick okay sure. that's a good idea for a story yeah and but in the story i proved that you know yeah, so you know this and this and this, and it's like the guy said, you know, uh, you were the most handsome person I ever met. <laughs> but then uh, I I noticed the mosquito bite on your forehead. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And now you're just the second most handsome man <laughs> I've ever met. Anyway, that's my story.
0: Yeah, this is exactly it. And I'm like, that's that's not a good story. Like, like I- my follow up to that is,
1: and then what did you say to him? Like, because that's a weird thing to for well, someone to tell you.
0: First thing, we have to assume that this is a true story, which yeah, I don't yeah, believe. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit it's, story. It's a bullshit story. So I don't. I'm not going to waste my time. I've already. And like, then I
1: got out of the car, and everyone applauded. Yeah. Okay. I
0: know. <laughs> there was chairs. There was, was chairs and the,
1: someone offered me their baby, and I went I like, out, "I can't."
0: I came out dressed as the matador. I I ran the cape over the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just like oh, and and I was just thinking like it's, and I mentioned someone else who is also there, and I said it's. It's so boring because like we're there's no in for us to that story. Like there's no way for us <laughs> to like we can't we can't commiserate, we can't we can't kind of laugh at life's, you know, things that happen. Like if he said like if he like maybe yeah, maybe if he complained about it in the story or something like that, or came up with something like and I thought it was fair or whatever, you know. Because yeah. that was established at the beginning. I you know, who knows?
1: I'm always shooting off my mouth. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's my problem. Yeah, that's yeah. my problem. I'm shooting off my mouth and I gotta learn yeah. not to. So, you know.
0: Like I, I said, like, I said to the, the guy, like I said, you know, when I took my driver's test, uh, before we, I took the test, I got some lessons, like my then girlfriend now wife taught me to drive. Right. But, you know, just to make sure that I would pass, I paid for some lessons. You know, one of the things the guy said was, you know, always set your e-brake when you part when you go into the place, and that will, you know, and he also gave me some tips about looking at your shoulder and this and that. They're all things to help me, right? And so then when I actually went for my lesson, I went there in Lisa's car, you know, and I made sure I set the e-brake and everything. And then, and so I'm doing everything right. The guy comes out, we get in the car, we go, we, and everything was working fine. Like when I drove there, everything was fine. As soon as the test starts, I go to back out. The car is just like, rum, 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 and I'm like, oh my God, I put it into forward. It's, rum, rum, and it's like kind of lurching and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm, I said to the driver or the tester, I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. I was running fine when I came. I don't know what's wrong with it. He goes, he says, well maybe you should take the e-brake off. <laughs> so I never used it. So I never it didn't even occur to me to take it off. So I told that to the guy and he laughed, of course. I said, that's a story. Because it's not about how great I am. It's about a mistake I made.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and that's in that's interesting. Now you can you might have a good story to tell me about something that happened when you were when you did the driving test. Because you know what? I'll tell you the truth. No one does great on a driving test. It's all just chaos that you're barely in control of, and you just hope at the end of it there's less chaos than you know, just enough chaos that you you'll just kind of pass this thing. The, the the tester will take pity on you and just let you continue on with your miserable life, and hopefully at some point in maybe twenty years you'll be able to drive. And that's it. That's 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 the truth about you know. No one gets ninety eight percent or hundred percent on those things. It's not designed that way. It's just ugh. I was saddened.
1: I'm I think s- there's a lot to um telling stories with, with people, even strangers, yeah. Where it comes down to the importance of curiosity and and you being curious about what they say and mm-hmm. also reacting to what they react to. Yeah. So if you know your story is like tanking,
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> That's right. get yeah. out, get yeah. out quick, <laughs> you know, don't keep don't keep that <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. going. Yeah.
1: But like seeing if there is a connection to them that they can relate to or somehow and, and then when oh, is the uh, is this recording?
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's just okay. I didn't know. I last week I put the cord so it was not yep. in my feet's way, and I guess when you're moving it around when you're using it, you well okay. I'll have to remember to, to uh, adjust. All right, it next I tried
1: time. to I tried to make it
0: <laughs> so it was all set up.
1: Yeah, no, properly. It's fine. I've moved it outside. <laughs> <So scared.
0: laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, it's just like being. I think that's one of the nice things when I go to like things with friends, and even if like so there's new people there, yeah, it's just like my friends are curious mm. my friends are curious so like there's never that weird energy of like well <sighs> because it's not people trying to like set up a story that's kind yeah. of like yeah. boom yeah yeah boom it's yeah it's there's follow-up questions there's yeah. things you yeah. know there's, yeah. Yeah. there's bills it's like there's always something in that story that like yeah. it's worth a follow and then that or, might
0: trigger a story yeah that's yourself. the thing it triggers other stories so then you end up with like a discussion of of other other people's disasters when they went to do their driver's test, you know? yeah. And I mean, most people have like some sort of disaster in their driving test. I have a few, yeah. You know, like I say, that's that's life. And you know, so that's that's those are between those are stories because those are stories where you know anyone who's gone through a driver's test will listen to that story and go, oh, thank God that wasn't me or poor you or whatever well, or that reminds
1: just, me of something yeah. that you know happened to me yeah exactly and like here we go i have a hard time when i'm doing stand-up uh to like go okay let me put six bits in a row mm. and then just go and i'm going to talk at the audience with these bits and it's it's fine but when i was hosting uh, a show called a moose Bush, where i was i was the host. Yes. <laughs> um, Good description. The, the, the other stand-ups would go and they would do their routines. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got something on that. I got mm-hmm. something on that. I got something on that. Okay. Because I've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. But then it feels more organic where it's just like, you know, and I'm not doing the same topic as this person, but it's just like, oh, yeah, you're talking about oranges. So here's what I don't get about oranges. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, now this feels like a natural conversation. We're leading from one thing to the other. And so someone just going like, Here's a story for you. And it's at the end now. Did it work? Did it work? Okay. Got to build the energy up again. <laughs> and we're building the energy up from scratch. And here we go. Because, you know, some of the bits are not going to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, and a, a, a lot of people go to parties like that. And just like, here's the story I'm going to tell you. And mm-hmm. there's it's got to start, middle, and, uh, and end. And there's no way for you to get in on it. And, and it's like, oh, no.
0: Yeah. Oh, dear. I learned very... I, I remember, like, remarking to myself. Actually, like, remember remarking to myself. I remember telling a story to someone, and they laughed. They just laughed uproariously at it. And I, I just... Suddenly occurred to me, I went, oh, people really like stories where you look bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they want. Because it's, you know... Like, if you just go to people and say, you know, oh, I saw this woman today. She, just thought, it, she thought it was so handsome. And she... You know, who cares? There's nothing in that story. But if if it's, like, <laughs> a disaster... You went on a date and it, there was a big problem or whatever. People enjoy that because it's either either there's sort of a relief to it of I'm not the only one, or it could happen. You know, you know what I mean. Like it's not it, it's a shared misery. You know.
1: What, what when you're saying that it just reminded me of a John Mulaney bit. Yeah. Where uh, he's walking down the street, and he's wearing something new. Yeah. And a couple walk by, and uh, one of them goes, uh, "Hey, cool guy!" And it's like, ah, oh, feeling good and then the the, the other person, in the couple goes, "Oh, that's mean <laughs> That so sums things up, yeah, just that experience. and it's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. that's like that's a good example of that. You no, know, he looks you know, he's the schmuck in that scenario, yeah, yeah. but it's very relatable, mm-hmm. and it takes you on a little journey, and it's just the fastest little story, and it's yeah. like, ah, oh, that's perfect. That's a perfect little bit."
0: Now, if you told that story and you included, like, a lot of boring detail about what you're wearing <laughs> and where you're walking and how you got there and stuff like that, and then it just ends with a guy saying, hey, cool guy. Yeah. That's not a story. No, That's not a good not story. A story. It's not a good story. Because there's no, there's no way in for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, um, maybe there's other people there who have been walking down the street and got called a cool guy. But I doubt it. It's a pretty limited group of people who get called cool guy when they're walking down the street. I
1: feel very, very bad if someone... I can tell that they start to wrap up a story quick while I'm talking to them. Uh, and I feel like, oh, I wasn't paying enough attention. I feel oh, okay. bad now. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I always want to be, like, paying attention to the stories. But I can tell, like, I might have given a signal or, or something. Okay, yeah. I created an environment where they didn't feel comfortable telling the story. Yeah,
0: yeah you're yawning. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm yawning. Yawning. I'm yawning and looking at my watch
1: and taking a big stretch and going, Well,
0: <laughs> well I guess I better wrap it up. Oh, I'm really interested.
1: Look at the time. There's no (laughs) clocks around here. It's, we're in Vegas. Yeah.
0: Oh, boy. What
1: you gonna do? What you gonna do? Well, but but that is an interesting question. It's like, what makes a boar?
0: yes yes
1: you know and it could be what makes a bore is the person listening to the story might be boring and they don't like a story that's like not about something exactly in their thing and like you know a guy who just cares about real estate any story that's not about real estate is a boring fucking story to that guy yeah it could be that yeah so you know and and maybe this story about sports is incredibly exciting but i'm just not the guy for it so but i
0: mean if someone told you a sports story that was like a story not just someone relating like a bunch of Statistics or whatever to you—that's mm-hmm. right, boring. That guy who's only into real estate—he's he's boring. It doesn't matter that it's not interesting. Your story mm-hmm. isn't interesting to him. Your good—if your story is good and it's not interesting to him, it's because he's a bore. Mm-hmm. You know, his limited worldview—you know—negates interest in other people and other things. He has well, no curiosity. Let's—you know what? We are right
1: now soaking in so much irony. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Because <laughs> Jesus Christ, we have been talking for—we're coming up on two hours, yeah. Uh, and you know, I swear there was at least a half hour where I was just doing Jack and Jill go up the hill, <laughs> yes. things right. And yeah. then we got into Dr. Seuss for fuck's sake. Yeah, what is that relevant towards?
0: <laughs> but but yeah,
1: I think I think one of the things that just makes things interesting, and you know, you tell me if any of this is interesting, folks. <laughs> uh, is just interest. Yeah, it's just like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then what? And exactly. then, like, I'm just generally interested in like, yeah. you know, what you have to say on things. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about the most exciting topic in the world. No, exactly. And you know, and I'm not opposed to walking around the woods a bit and looking at things and then like, oh, we found something. Look at this. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> there Whereas we go. There are a lot of people who are just like, well, where are we going in the woods? Mm-hmm. Well, we got, we're just going to walk around. So we well, to see what? Yeah. You know, just. You, know, you got a path? I don't know. we just go in the woods. Just walk around. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Mm. <laughs> I just like having a destination. Okay, fine. All right, fine. We're going to walk in the woods and we're going to go to this apple tree. That's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. we kind of to apples. Ah, fuck off. I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I do think people will enjoy talking to you, not just because you're entertaining, but also because you are entertained by them. Yeah. That's very important to people, you know. And yeah, just to have like interest in what they have to say. You know, that means a lot. Yeah. It and it goes I, a long way.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, recently things where like people have told me stuff that's like pretty secret stuff. I'll tell mm. it to you now. Um, <laughs> perfect, but perfect it, place for it. But it's stuff, but I, I, I do feel, you know, I don't want to say the word is honored, but something, but it's, sure. just, you feel good because you feel like, oh, I've created an environment somehow here where you feel like, you know, you can just let me know this, yeah. you can trust, and you mm-hmm. feel like you should tell this story. And I've had, them say to me, like, I haven't told anyone this. And I'm like, okay, that's good. And I, yeah. I, I hopefully, hopefully, hopefully come across as, you know, not like a robot, but also not judgmental as to things. So just like, just let me know yeah what is it what's going on and it's like what's this thing or it's a medical thing or it's a thing in my life or a thing i feel you know worried about or this that and the other i'm like oh okay well you need to talk here we go let's do this yeah. you know i've been in times where i've needed to talk about stuff and it's been good to have someone to talk about i'm also very very lucky that i live with someone that i can talk about talk to about anything you know most nights mm-hmm. and so i've got that so yeah You know, hopefully that's not coming across as a, as a braggy thing. It's just something that I try to put out there. And when I, I, I feel that I've done it, I feel like, okay, this is right. This is the right kind of, I'm the kind of person that I want to be in this situation. And if the opposite happens and I see someone kind of closing up, I'm like, I probably put something out there that I, that I shouldn't have. And I feel bad about that. And I'll make a mental note and like, what can I do to change (laughs) things a little bit in the future?
0: Well, it speaks to our personalities, obviously, that we have, um, that we think it through. That we have to think through communication, or at least, or and be taught it, in some cases, or in my case, anyway. I find that interesting, like, like I was saying, like, you know, in grade 10, realizing, oh, people like stories when you look back. Which is, <laughs> like, it's, it's just an interesting thing that you have, like, you have to realize something, that it's not innate. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not a, I guess I'm not innate in the way I communicate with people. I have to, like, figure it out through... Uh, through trial and error, I guess. Well
1: when you when you found out like it was grade eleven where you found out you were smart? Is that what you were saying?
0: No, I guess what I was told that I was that not everyone's as smart as me.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that's a back backwards way of saying you're smart. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, but when you when you found that out, yeah, did that make you feel good or was it just more information you're like, ah, I can use that. Yeah. Yeah, in the and yeah, like, oh, that makes sense. Things are clearer now, but yeah. not haha.
0: You yeah, know. and that's why I, I want to make it clear that I was that the story is not that I'm smart. The story is that not everyone is is smart, and I did, but I didn't realize that at the time. Mm-hmm. I thought that you know because people tell you everyone's the same, and so you, I just took that as like <laughs> okay, everyone's the same. Clearly, I don't know why I thought that because you know in terms of sports, I was like hopeless. And if this whole thing about everyone being the same was true, then. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have been hopeless. I should have been at least competent, mm-hmm. but I wasn't. I was an incompetent. Yeah, what they kind of athlete.
1: project is, if you try, you'll be fine. Yeah, at everything. Mm. No, no, it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, yes. that's not that's not how it is at all, and that's yeah. a bit of a lie, and, <laughs> and a, it's a painful lie.
0: Yeah, it's a fine. It was painful to discover. So yeah, so the story isn't like I'm smart. The story is how long it took me to realize that you know, like it didn't occur to me. At any point through elementary school or junior high school that, you know, peop, there were some people that just weren't on my wavelength, weren't getting what I was saying. And I don't know if I just took it as like they were just being willful or I don't know, or they weren't interested. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. Or maybe we just didn't have discussions like that in, the, in those times. It wasn't until I got to senior high school where maybe the, the discussions were more kind of on us to like lead the conversations and to to come up with little things to talk about in the stories. And, and you know, so the teacher's asking your opinion of like, well, what do you think this happened? Or what, you know, and so, and I'm answering. And people are getting upset at me sometimes. Or I, I'm, or people are misunderstood. Or it feels to me like willful misunderstanding. And I'm getting frustrated trying to explain. Well, no, because, if you think, you know, so,
1: yeah. 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 I was looking at um Facebook page of uh, uh, a friend of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Torrin Atkinson. Okay. And he put up an old report card of his, okay, from uh, eighty two and eighty three and there was one from mm-hmm. eighty two and it was like, uh, you know, uh, Torrin has to pay better attention in class. <laughs> yes. you know he, uh, he does he, basically he does well, but uh, wastes a lot of time with his immature tomfoolery. <laughs> his behavior is disruptive to the students, yeah, and uh, you know uh, he if, if if he you know paid greater attention, it would be an all around improvement. And then the next comment the next year is, my previous comment <laughs> continues to be applicable. I am most concerned about the lack of improvement. And seeing that, it was like, uh, you just, like, I understand that a school is a school and they've got to, like, yeah. you know, get to discipline and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just, I wish there was, like, someone that could, like, have gone up to him then and just gone, okay, so what you've got there is the report card from a lot of successful people. <laughs> and I'm just... Yeah. I want to let you know, this isn't the be-all and end-all. I know it seems like it, because mm-hmm. as a kid, you present it as in, like, yeah. school is the be-all and end-all, and this is where judgment is, and this is where the ones will tell you how your life is going to be, and I understand that's what it seems like. It's not. There are other paths, and there mm-hmm. are other things. And, you know, it's just like, oh, boy. Just just someone trying to... And I understand why they're saying it as a teacher, but, uh, you know, it's that tomfoolery yeah. that made him what he is <laughs> yes. you know I mean, there's also you know other things and he's uh, very studious into his research and work and stuff that he does but yeah it's like yeah that's that's the thing that people are calling bad uh, is is going to be good in the future
0: i yeah i don't have my my mom said she had some old report cards of mine to give me but i she didn't so i, yeah. I, don't, know, I don't know if i didn't answer the right questions when i was there to pass the test Nope, sorry, I don't get the report cards this time, Dave. Maybe next time.
1: Yeah. Once again, I love the idea of a permanent record. I'm just like, this is on your permanent record. And the idea that there is still something on a file somewhere mm, mm. where you as a fellow in your 50s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like
0: Is there any way Did you is- believe the permanent record thing? I, did, I there didn't. Was be- oh, Is there a permanent yeah, it's record? Real. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think it matters, but okay.
1: About 20 years later, at um at uh at, what's it? 20, what what year? Oh Jesus! I don't even get into it, but it was about twenty years or what have you. Okay. And uh I think it was my sister went to check something out, and she looked up my permanent record, and yeah, okay, there's stuff still on there, and it oh, was there. okay, and it's still at the school, and it's still in files.
0: I guess yeah, I guess that's that's true.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, huh, that's just so weird that that's a thing that there's a permanent record of like some shenanigans you got into when you were like a <laughs> zygote. I'm like okay.
0: Well I do remember um my friend's mom worked for the school board and, and she and I were both in this the same class, right? I think I've talked about it before but this uh-huh. grade four class, which was just a complete shit show. Uh-huh. And and yeah, she would often talk about she'd go, Oh, I was looking through that file again. That <laughs> <laughs> cause she I think she was just always very upset that her daughter ended up in that class. Because her daughter ended up in this class with misbehaving boys yeah. because she was shy. Yeah. And so it had this weird mix of students <sighs> in this class. All basically it was a class that it took all the sort of behavioral problems. Yeah. I was in the class because I like to read in class. So because I like to like sneak a book into my desk and pull it out while the teacher was talking, I would, I ended up in a class with misbehaving boys.
1: Yeah. You can be, you can get into trouble for this, something that's called the same crime for radically different. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: It's, um, I mean, and sorry, I checked out. Mm -hmm. I checked out of school. I've already checked out. You guys blew it in grade one. You blew it. And I'm, I'm done.
1: Yeah, I literally checked out. I just, like, literally left. The <laughs> I never, I, I always I always went. monte cristo my way out of there <laughs> pretty repeatedly.
0: I was the responsible older brother who continued going to school.
1: Sure, it was very important. I wish there <laughs> was, like, something, like, there were so many, you know, little uh, ads of, the, you know, the, the the something council, and it's just like, don't eat poison and don't smoke, and yeah. here's the thing. And there's even stuff like, you know, don't drown your food. Don't put too much gravy on things. Like, what the hell is that? Is that a big problem? There's <laughs> you know, too much salad dressing. Like, what the? Who asked? To make a cartoon about this. Now you're just filling time.
0: It seems to be a But, see, yeah. but, there, but there
1: should have been one, and you can't do it, obviously. Where you just come, school's not for everyone. It's not the place for everyone. There's lots of options. I know we shouldn't tell you this, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. If it doesn't work out for you, there's still other things that you can do, though your parents will tell you there's no <laughs> other options. That's their well, limited viewpoint. They say it with love, but that doesn't
0: necessarily mean it's true. I mean, when you are uh, when you're in elementary school, I think that is your you don't have any options other than that. Yeah, unless elementary school. Unless your parents are home, yeah. there's no other options. No, but no, going elementary to school, every day.
1: school. I'm 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 with you on, but uh, but. Even so, I wish there was a way of explaining to kids, not every school is perfect. Yeah. Not every school is going to be right for you. Mm-hmm. You might find yourself for a year in a class that it's not good for you. Yeah. That could happen. And it's a it's a real freaking drag, and I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's just that's just the way it is. Sometimes, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean the next time you come to school, it'll be like this it could change uh-huh. yeah it's like how how do you explain that to kids you know when everyone who's explaining stuff to you has the same agenda which is just like want school to work out great for you and this is the way it goes and it's like of course the guidance counselor is going to tell you this is the path to take because that's the thing yeah. you're supposed to say yeah
0: no it's true and,
1: I, I just, I lucked out that I was able to, like, get out and do, like, theater things. Mm. And so I had, like, another set of mentors, you know, outside of uh, my thing. And I guess sometimes people will have that with, like, sports or other things that they do. You know, other other hobbies or anything that they're connected with. So mm. they got another perspective.
0: It's, um, I was just, it just makes me think, like, you know, as a kid, as a kid, as an adult, I, I have trouble asking. I have trouble asking for what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had that as a kid as well. You know, like there's, I just couldn't. Whatever I was unhappy about in school, there was no way I could communicate to my parents about that. You know? Right.
1: Did you have experiences where you asked for what you wanted and it went bad? No.
0: Just my personality. Just is not. That so way. you have
1: no cause and effect for it. Like it's just. It's just. Yeah, you. I think it's just the way I am. Okay.
0: And Eve's like me in that sense because it's kind of funny. We were talking about this film that we both love called uh, How Do You Know with Paul Rudd and Jack Nicholson and, and Reese Witherspoon and Owen Wilson. It's a very good film. It's a James L. Brooks film. Okay. And there's a scene in it where... That sounds like a James L. Brooks film. What's that? How do you know? Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a James L. Brooks uh, It's such a good title. movie because it's so open-ended. It's so open-ended. But, um, but in the movie, Reese Witherspoon, who, she plays a, a girl or a woman who's from childhood on was a great sports, but great athlete. She played uh, women's softball. She competed at the Olympic level. And then she reached that point, which all athletes reach, where you are no longer, uh, a, you know, you no longer, um, helping the team. You're going to start hindering the team, and she gets cut from the team. And now she's cast adrift into this new life to find a new place for herself. And there's a scene where she goes to talk to this, goes to talk to a psychiatrist or goes for counseling. And it's played by the actor, uh, actor who played Monk. uh,
1: well, it begins with an A. Yeah, I want to say Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. Yeah, it begins with an A. I know that much. His oh. first name begins with an A? I believe so. There's an A involved.
0: Okay. Anyway, um, she.
1: Tony Shalhoub.
0: Oh, Tony Shaloub. <laughs> totally not an a. a. Totally oh, not an right. A. You
1: so know, Tony Shalhoub.
0: Tony Shalhoub, Who's a great actor? He's a
1: uh, but... uh, Tony Shalhoub type.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's really, he really meets that type. So uh, she goes for, to talk to him, but she's so. Uh... Uh, by the way, so let me just say this is how I'm remembering things now. And I'm just going to tell you this oh, sure. weird yeah. tip. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, oh, who's that? F- who is it? And then just picture yourself going online and just like looking it up on on Google. Just okay. picture yourself doing that. Yeah, yeah. And when you picture yourself doing that, yeah, it's that. Of course, it's. And then see if, see what pops up.
0: All right. I'll More try often
1: that. than not, the name pops up.
0: All right. I'll try that. I'll try okay. that. Okay. But go ahead. So she goes for this for this counseling meeting, and then but she's so like out of sorts and feeling so adrift, she just can't even sit down to talk about it her life mm-hmm. and so she just got, she goes like this is not working for me i gotta go she she leaves when she comes back in and she goes she says i just have to i just have to ask you one thing if you had one piece of advice you could give to every one of your like just sort of a general piece of advice you give to every one of your your patients what would you say and he said he says um know what you want to do and learn to ask for it she's like okay and then she leaves And she comes back again she goes that's really hard because i know yeah But you've made the first step. You've come here and talked about it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we even are talking about that. And she said, and I said, I said, ah, but that's so hard, isn't it? She says it is so hard because I'm like you. I can't ask for what I want. I said, yeah, I know. We both have the same problem. We're both the same. We have trouble like putting ourselves forward in any kind of situation. You know, my natural reaction is to to withdraw.
1: Yeah, the first okay. Well, the first step in that is to take the can't out of that, because that's that's <laughs> not true. Well, here's what you do. You got to break it down into like because mm-hmm. uh, you tell the truth. You like to tell the truth. I do. You tell the truth. I try. Okay, I so, try to tell the truth. That's so that's here's what I, a I, I okay. You. That's right. That's good. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. To say if you said like I always tell the truth, hey, you're full of shit. You're yeah, lying, yeah, and yeah. so you've you fucked up on that. <laughs> um, but you're right. You try to tell the truth. That's yeah. correct. So here's here's a trick to use for 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 that uh, situation uh, is go like realize when what you've said is an exaggeration to simplify and oversimplify, and that's an example of us like I can't mm. I can't talk to my dad. Yeah. Okay. But you can talk to your dad. It's just very hard to talk to your dad. Sure, that's the truth. The truth is, it's really hard for me to talk to my dad. Yeah, uh, like okay. So now we've taken it down from can't to. It's very very difficult for me to <laughs> sure, talk to yeah, my dad. Sure, sure, sure. And then you know you that's that's just a little a little fucking step, but it makes it into something that's that's possible. Yeah. And then of course you know there's ways to break that down from that point. Just go. What makes it hard? Mm. And you know what's the hard okay? And if not, what makes it hard? What's the hardest part of that? Yeah. In the worst case scenario, when you're talking to your dad, or when you're asking for the thing that you want, what's the worst thing? Is it would be someone laughing at you? Just think that the whole concept of you asking for this thing is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, you realizing that you waited too long to ask for this thing, and that you know, uh, oh, if I asked for this thing and I realize that it, I should have asked for it a long time ago, then it's my fault. And now, not only do I not have it, but uh, it's my I'm to blame for this, (laughs) and I fucked up, and now I feel shit about myself, and I feel even worse. Yeah, you know, you just keep going through all those things, and then and then try to ask yourself, is that true, Mm. or you know, really is that true? And it's like, well, that's not really true, or that's (laughs) really true, or that's really true, and then you can kind of take it up, you know, as as it goes. But like, definitely, like right now, the things um that uh I planned to be doing this year are all gone. Mm. They're all fucking gone. To the point where like I'm two weeks away from having to pay rent that I don't know how I'm gonna pay, but I'm going to. Yeah. To somehow do it. Yeah. And to do that, I am having to open myself up to things that I was not thinking of doing and having to ask for shit. Mm. And the way I'm asking for shit is knowing that like uh I also know that Pia needs to live here too. So you know what am i gonna do am i gonna not am i gonna um, am i gonna see her suffer or am i gonna uh you know really be embarrassed and ask for some stuff yeah and like about 2 months ago i had to like ask for a loan from a friend and i was able to pay it back and it was okay but it was like jesus christ how embarrassing is that like what does that make me and to the friend who cares They were happy to help. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to me, it's like, no, that makes me a shit person. And it's like, no, it doesn't. Mm. No, it doesn't. I needed it. I asked for it. Uh, I was able to pay it back. And like, am I a bad person because of that? There's something in me that, like, on a very, very deep, deep level says, yeah, that's, you're a failure now. You've Mm -hmm. made, because you asked and you, that, that proves that the life choices you've made up to this point were wrong. Hmm. Yeah. So you've made bad decisions uh, all up (laughs) until this point. Yeah. You really fucked up. Uh, your life is wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah, at a deep core level, it's like no. I asked to borrow some yeah money for the fucking rent. That's what I did. But yeah, no, it ties it all together and ties it all. It's together. It's weird,
0: like yeah, because you just you totally excuse like circumstances from that list of blame, right? Like yeah, like because there's lots of things that are are causing this that are outside of your control, mm-hmm. but you don't want to bring that into your.
1: And, and I could, Your but even that feels a little brain. bullshitty. It's like, yeah.
0: yeah, I lost this because of
1: COVID. I lost this because of COVID. I yeah. lost this because of that. Yeah. And this other factor has has occurred with this. And, you know, uh, should I approach, uh, you know, some family members? Well, I'm estranged from my family mm. right now because my mom got involved with a guy who, you know, has issues and wanted to cut her off from, from everybody. Yeah. You know, and so... You know that's not that's not an option as well. That which would be a traditional option. Yeah, lots of things.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So you just go like, yeah, things and and you know, you gotta just at some point just like. And I'm lucky that I have Pia. So like at night we just sit and just go. Well, this part's shitty. It's <laughs> like yeah, it is shitty because this shouldn't have been what it was, and yeah. we were working towards this for like years and years and years and years and years, yeah. and then a disease came along. And took it all the fuck away. Yeah. Like, took it all the way and took this away and took, that away and took that away and took that away and took that away and took that away. And it's also, you know, one of the things, of course, you know, is, uh, you know, there was supposed to be a TV show. And for mostly COVID-related reasons, that's gone. Yeah. And it's, it's so strange now, of course, because, like, there's another TV show by the same, you know, co-creator that's, like, on... Right now that's yeah. getting, like, heavily promoted. Yeah. But then there's also, you know, the Sandman TV show, mm. which was another Vertigo uh, slash DC yeah uh, thing that, you know, got, like, such a big push and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're just seeing these other shows just like, hooray, and all yeah. this. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. But this other one came out during a bad time. Yeah. And there you go, and there you go, and there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, nope. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So so yeah, I've had to like you know find a way to like ask for shit that uh, that uh, you know I I I wouldn't uh, you know before I've got to like email people and just and just go like if you got any work you know let me know and try to say that in a nice casual way yeah yeah and like how much do I say in the letter about you know do I just keep it super short do yeah. I make it friendly does making it friendly sound like I'm I'm being fake yeah yeah yeah. Uh, such an enormous pain in the fucking ass and then you like open yourself up more to like okay other things i could do to make money i could teach workshops i could go do. i could do more stand-up i could do this that and the other and then you kind of go okay yeah it's just uh, i've got to ask more people for more things mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah you're right it's super fucking hard, it's super fucking <laughs> yeah, hard. It's hard. though i'll yeah. say i'll say this much the people that i have seen succeed have been the ones who have eaten it and uh asked for shit. Mm-hmm. And at times other people have looked down on them for asking for things and for being so uh you know inquisitive as to, you know, hey, is there anything going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Being hustlers to yeah. a degree. Yeah. You know, um again, we've talked about this in the past how you know, we used to know like Ed Brubaker back in the day. Sure. Where other people at Fanagraphics were making fun of him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. You know, that uh, knockoff Chester Brown yeah. guy. He's like, yeah, when he's not ripping off Loving Rockets. Yeah, I know that guy. But he's always like showing up to things like, hey, what's going on? Is there any anything going on? You know, I'll show you my stuff. I got this idea for this. I got an idea for that. And then, yeah, it becomes like one of the most successful comic book writers you know, over time. Cause, yeah, the. He kept going and kept hustling
0: and kept yeah. going. Yeah,
1: and I know so many people like that where you know they had to deal with the embarrassment of uh, of asking for what you fucking want. Yeah, but if you don't, they don't know you want it. They don't know you. Yeah, they don't know you want it. Yeah. The I, I mean the ideal the ideal is always you're sitting at the drugstore and someone recognizes you and goes like or recognizes you or discovers you and it's yeah. like you're the one.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Hey, I I, I saw that thing you wrote. You're amazing. (laughs) You're exactly what we're looking for. Come, come, come to the world of success. Mm -hmm. This is how it goes. I'm a scout and I'm looking for you, your type of thing. It's like, no, that's not how it goes. (laughs) It doesn't work that way.
0: No, I mean, it has, but it's very, very exceptional. That's why it's an interesting story. Yeah. Because it's so rare, as opposed to the usual way, which is a lot of hard graft and demeaning yourself to a degree and putting yourself out there yeah and hoping for that break yeah and even after all that and then another break and that's then another right. break and another break you gotta have a lot of breaks it's, yeah uh, not everyone makes it that <laughs> makes it that's just the if, but if you don't try of course then yeah it's uh it is yeah it is interesting <laughs> it is yeah it's, it's just that thing of like yeah uh, when you said that I've never thought about it, actually. But when you said, said, is it too late? Did I, like, miss the bus on this? Like, mm-hmm. did I, you know, I put it off asking for too long, and now, now that's gone. Which has never really occurred to me. I was like, that's part of it. But yeah, that is, like, a, I can see that as being, like, a worry. Like, oh, that'd be terrible.
1: For some people, yeah. But, like, honestly, I know you've talked in the past about, like, writing a book. And I'm like, the book that you'll write will be a book that you could only write at
0: the age that you are. Mm-hmm. You know, with the experience yeah, and who you are. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, like, yes, that is very true. Like, some ways, when I think about people who are, like, in their 20s who write a book, I think to myself, like what are they what can they possibly say about anything like mm-hmm. they haven't they haven't even lived the life yet like they have no no experience to bring to what they're talking about you know? well what yeah what, they've, got, what they've a lot of received wisdom I guess but.
1: yeah I mean I look at stuff that I wrote you know in my in my 20s and you know there's definitely and stuff that I like to read yeah. but what you get a lot of is um, you know uh, how you feel mm. and you know can you express how you feel about this and yeah. I'm like okay yeah I could do that but you don't have the context of how others feel yeah, yeah. And, and that's something that as yeah. you as things go along you you open up a bit more and just go oh wait 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 I'm I'm one piece of this puzzle and there's yeah. all these other pieces and it makes a much more interesting story if you know because you, you, the this kind of story you write in your twenties is your boss going, "You gotta work on this." Day, da, 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 da. Oh, boss, I don't want to work on this. You gotta work on this. I oh, can't find my boss, and you you're complaining about work, and something happens at work, and you fall and you slip, and you fall into the fryer or whatever, and that's your story. <laughs> yeah. But like the story that you tell later on it's just like, "Let's see what the boss." Yeah. How long have they been here? What's their dreams? What's going on with them? and like you expand it and now like the whole world is way more interesting and like everyone's got a perspective and it's like yeah Mm. it's -hmm. it's way better and like you know you're not the first person that had this job what was the last guy who had this job like why did they leave
0: yeah what did they go on to do yeah that's clearly why your your sense of humor gets less cruel as you get older as well Mm -hmm. because when you're young it's just all about you and whatever whatever pain you inflict you don't even think about it because you're you're just not even thinking about that you don't other people don't really exist in your in your world. Your job.
1: I think this is one of the reasons that the Paul Chaddo stuff bugs me is is when you start off your when you're your freaking child, you know, <laughs> your your thing is that person's different. They got a haircut, make fun of them. The different is the person that you make fun of. You make fun of the different. And your 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 parents will tell you it sometimes, you know, uh, they're just jealous of you. They're not jealous of you at all. It's just you're different. That's it. The yeah. end. You're yeah. different. So like, you know, you make fun of the different. And then, you know, as you're as as you're as you're going on, you make fun of the status quo because, you know, you're the rebel against the status quo and yeah. what have you. And then, you know, if you get older and then you're making fun of the different again. Well, you've you've completely gone <laughs> back, you know, and just like, yeah, yeah this new thing is stupid. Well, I, yeah, of course it is. But you know what? It's all stupid, man. <laughs> it's all stupid. All all trends are stupid. Yeah, they're trends. They're here for just a little bit and then they're gone. And some people have nostalgia for them. But yeah, this TV TV's dumb now. It's always been dumb. It's always been dumb. Some of it's been good, and some of it's been dumb. It's always been dumb, but you know, it's just sad that you think like you know things are so much worse now, and like they're they're really, really not.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think well, I think for people like that, also there's a time when they had a lot of attention paid to them. Yeah, and now they're they're not having as much attention paid to them. And why is that? Not their fault, you know. It's TV's fault, or it's the society's fault. The way things have changed, you know. They don't. They're not interested in in white men anymore. Straight white guys, no one wants to hear from them yeah. anymore. No one wants to listen to straight white men because there's none of them on TV or anywhere else that you look. No straight white men, you know.
1: I remember telling a stand-up comic, who was like a very popular stand-up comic in town, that uh, uh, things, things are the best I've ever seen them in town. Mm. And he was like, nah, they were, they were better like 10 years ago like no i was around 10 years ago they okay. weren't better yeah. 10 years ago but the thing was he was more relevant 10 mm-hmm. years ago yeah exactly yeah yeah and that's that's the biggest fear of of people is like i'm not relevant anymore and if i'm not relevant i'll die because if i'm not relevant they're going to put me in a home yeah i'm going to be forgotten and and, yeah, yeah. and that literally is death if mm-hmm. you're not relevant if you don't matter yeah. then you don't matter and you're going to be put away yeah.
0: and that's the end of you but also Your i want grandpa. to i want to be relevant but i don't want to ch- i don't want to change to be relevant like i don't want to have to work to be relevant mm-hmm. like i did the hard work yeah 20 years ago i don't need to work again to be relevant yeah what i was it then should is be enough like, yeah. yeah i should be like relevant emeritus just keep on i should always be relevant right they can't make me un, you know irrelevant i'm always i'm always about but yeah it's it's weird that uh, sense of uh, of i guess what you call it um, what do you call that a sense of, well, a lot of entitlement yeah <laughs> because it always seems to be a word thrown around about the younger generation you should be being yeah you should be the center of the universe <laughs> yeah you know your your
1: generation yeah. who you are and what mm-hmm. you care about should be the center of the universe yeah like it was for a brief period of time yeah like it is for a brief period of time for everybody yeah exactly
0: yeah yeah, yeah. like everyone in all the whatever they are if they're the in the Millennials or Zoomers or whatever—that's my new word. millennials; those are okay. ones who are just on the, the ones cusp. who went to a little affair. are ones on the cusp between millennials and Zoomers. Oh,
1: so. geez, okay. <laughs> so. It's always good when you make up
0: uh, new terms. It's fine. It's all fine. So, um, yeah, what? Yeah, like all those—they all yeah—they all come and go. They'll one day they'll be uh, being boomered by a, a different generation, sure. you know. And that's that's just how it goes. Well, I, like, well, I don't understand why people are up. I honestly don't understand why people are upset about these things because it seems like maybe it's because I'm a dad. Maybe I don't know, or it's just my personality. Because I'm a dad. Like, if if I talk to my dad the way my daughters talk to me sometimes, I don't mean that they're rude or anything, but this, you know, I'm often sometimes a figure of fun. Yeah. You know, because I have my quirks and whatever. If I talked to my dad that way, he would not be happy with me. And it might be physically unhappy with me. No, I wouldn't say that, but it would just be, he would be unhappy with me. Right. He wouldn't, couldn't take it. You know, it wouldn't, his pride or whatever i'm your father you know whatever <laughs> whoop do yeah well there's not <laughs> there's right.
1: there's not as okay i mean there's not as many like uh legs on his table right so like the things that are keeping him up yeah you know, if you kick away, you know, whatever dignity of one of the, one <laughs> yes. of the legs, then the table falls over. But Jeez. you've got you've got a couple other legs sticking out there, I guess. And so. you're just like, oh yeah, you know, kick the, kick the dignity out. You know, <laughs> I've I've got love, I've got security, I have got these other things yeah, that yeah. are there, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, the table's still going to keep standing. Well, I guess that's true.
0: Yeah, my dad, like we've talked about before, but my dad, whatever for whatever reason, did not um, cultivate love for him from us. You know. I guess it was expected because he was our dad that we should love him, and that's true. But he didn't like create like a loving situation, right? You know, he he seemed to be perfectly fine with the idea that it was scary when he came home. Like what? Why that would be good? I have no idea. Like why you'd want your kids to be like nervous because you're coming home? Like, well, why? Like, if this it was it a movie, so weird, we
1: would cut to footage of your dad as a kid,
0: and, and I guess that's true. And you yeah. would see
1: it immediately. Yeah, and yeah. Go like ah.
0: Yeah. All right. There. Yeah. I guess, but you know, these are not—they're not written in stone. They're not—they're not programmed but into like your a computer. There, there has, has guess to be so. a reason has, for to things some, to change. Well, you can change it yourself, I think.
1: But but nothing changes for nothing. Nothing changes like for no Like you don't reason, wake yeah. up one day and just go. Things should be radically different. In this house. <laughs> you know, unless there so. was a problem. Well, that's or you just feel like you want things to be better. Like for some reason, you could.
0: You know, but like when when it was discovered that I had cancer, my parents were very upset. Well, they shouldn't have given it to you. <laughs> it was their mistake. Yeah. And my dad hugged I've me. My dad mercury. hugged me, which he never did. He wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. He wasn't he's, not, he's not a physical person. And he gave me a, a hug, and he was very upset. You know, and that was very meaning meaningful to me. You know, I, I to be honest, I was kind of dumbfounded. I was like, guys, it's just cancer. <laughs> you know, that was kind of my attitude at that point because I was dumb. But you know, they're obviously upset yeah and that was very meaningful but it never carried on after that you know it wasn't like no no
1: because things went back to the way they were
0: i remember i remember one time some people were visiting lisa's mom and dad and the dad was sitting with his son on the fireplace which is because we we're you know there's a lot of people in the room and and his dad had his arm slung over his son's shoulder and they're sitting there like perfectly comfortable like that and i was just like what am i looking at this is insane it seems so odd to me because that would never wouldn't fly yeah you know, even if I did that, if I slung my fo- sh- my arm around my dad's shoulder for sitting there, my dad would not. He'd get up and walk away. I'm going to go get something from the other room. I'll be right back. I'm
1: going to do a weird uh, visual description, which is, I think, you know, just imagine that there's a rut that's, like, in the ground. <laughs> yes. Right? There's a rut. Sure. And that rut was dug by generations of uh, father-son relationships in your family. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, your regular relationship with your dad... Wake up in the morning, have breakfast, do things, maybe a little roughhousing, yeah, whatever. This is all stuff that's in the rut, yeah. And so everything stays in the rut, and it's it's very similar to the relationship that he had with his dad, probably, yeah. But then you threw something into it, which was cancer, which was like you know, uh, his dad never had to deal with him having cancer, yeah. That's completely out of that's not part of this. That's yeah. new, yeah. So all of a sudden things go. And, and we're stepping out. Wait, we're a little awake. We're what? Wait, how do I feel about this? This is different. I don't have a pre-programmed set of emotions or feelings or reactions to this. My son could die. My son could fucking die. What the hell? Well, how can I save him? I've got to save my son. That's what I do. I save my son, but I can't. I can't fight cancer, but I have to because I've got to save my son. What the fuck do I do? And so he doesn't have that and he's got to hug you yeah he's got to reach you he's got to touch you he's got to do something because he's got nothing he's got no way of like saving you and his job is to save you
0: yeah yeah
1: and if he doesn't save you what the fuck is he and so like it just like it just broke him off for a bit but then you know my son's okay now we're back to the rep yeah now we're back to this and 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 we're going forward sure if there was something else that happened like when my dad lost his job the everything changed, I think, a bit, and 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 he had to become a different person than he was before because, mm. like, it broke the rut. Yeah, and I think I, I just think, like, that's the thing with a lot of parents. Yeah, they just repeat until and there's something that happened with you that broke the rut of you and your dad. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like how you grew up, maybe it was things you went through, but yeah,
0: you made a, well, for you, sure it was things I went through. I didn't want my daughters to go through that, so right? I said, that I'm gonna be different,
1: right? You made a choice. And you broke you broke the rut, and you know
0: some things you probably repeated because you can't not. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I made my own mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I struck out on my own. I'm a pioneer. I made my own. Right. mistakes. Right, and when they have kids, <laughs> they're going to do
1: their own thing too, yeah. and they're going to make some of the some of the same mistakes, mm-hmm. and some of the you know they'll do they'll do other things as well. But yeah, it's like it's very very hard. I think, especially you know, so listen, it's hard for everybody, but I think I think it's hard for fellows like our fathers mm-hmm. to express emotions, and as you say, say what they want. <laughs> yeah. No one ever gave a shit what they wanted. Yeah, you know they. You take care of your family. That's it. Yeah, that's you got it. You got responsibility. That's it. What do you want? You want something else? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. That's be a man. Be a man and just like raise your family and 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 do your thing. Shut up. <laughs> That's
0: true. I If mean, you feel tense, true. take it out on your kids. For sure. <coughs> for sure it's true. I mean, I, I wonder if my dad resents my mom. Because I think it was my mom who wanted him to move back up here. Mm-hmm. You know, he was working at a radio station in the States, in Portland. He was doing an evening shift there. But I think my mom felt unsupported as a new mom. Especially a new mom who had no family around her. Right, that's tough. It was very tough for her. And I think that was what kind of was the impetus for them coming back to Canada and selling down here. But once they did that, he had to, like, write off his dreams yeah. of being a DJ. Because the other thing was, coming over here, there was way less opportunity. And then the opportunities are, you know, miles away anyway. Like, you're not, you're just giving up. Because you can't, you can't make your way into, like, a, a hot market where people want to be. And there's lots of, you know, there's already lots of competition. I mean, you could have tried, I guess. But... Also, you have a kid to support, and you need to get a house and blah, 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 right? You've got a life to... Yeah. I've never felt like he resented that, though, which is props to him for that. Like, I never I never in my whole life did ever feel like my dad was... Or ever make a hint of or say anything like, you know, I sacrifice blah, 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 a few kids or whatever. He never right. never brought it up. He never rubbed it in our faces or anything like that. And I know it must have been hard, and he did give up his dream, something that he did ask for. Yeah. He had the courage to go to the States, join the Army, get a yeah. citizenship become a radio DJ, you know, those are all big steps to take, you know, for somebody who grew up, you know, in a different country and, you know, to to go, but then to have to, like, pack it all in. Oh, I've got a son now, so I've got this jerk. I'm sure he's going to be really grateful about this too.
1: <laughs> it's not a kid's job to be grateful. But I am grateful. Yeah, but it's not, it's not
0: a job. <laughs> no, it's not, not at all. But I understand the sacrifices of dad now that you do make, because you have to, you have to, like your priorities have to change a little bit at least you know that doesn't mean that you have no uh, no author- not authority but you have no agency right but just that you have to be more circums- circumspect in your what you're asking for can say I'm going to be a movie director I'm, I'm going to LA so long suckers yeah no that doesn't not going to happen if you want to be a dad if you don't want to be a dad you can do that mm-hmm. that's perfectly okay i guess but not didn't seem like a great thing I'm gonna become a writer. I'm gonna go and live in a cabin in the woods. Bye.
1: That's a creepy writer, but yes,
0: <laughs> or the start of
1: a Stephen King book. That's
0: right. I needed the, the, this. This fi- not me. This fictional. Uh, yeah,
1: you'll end up living person. in a painting that might also be hell. You know, but you know, whatever. You, don't know. Sure. you know, the important thing is you followed your dream. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. That's right. Way to Good go. Good on you. Or you know, you're a regular writer, and then someone's just busting your ankles. So, you know, either way, it's great to be a writer.
0: <laughs> sure it's sure is hard to be a writer in the Stephen King world, isn't it? Yep. You're alcoholic, you're getting murdered. What
1: you know. don't see is all the books Stephen King writes where things are swell. He just puts those on the shelf because he knows no one's interested and just like, and then yeah, yeah. things worked out good. Yeah. What happened to that dog? Well, he almost got bitten by the raccoon, but he's Okay. And they had a lovely relationship, and everything worked out great. They're very short
0: books. I'm sure he'll be like Anthony Trollope in that sense that there'll be books coming out after his death. Oh yeah, yeah, you know like when Charles Dickens died, well we don't know what happened with the mystery of Edwin Drood. Druid. there's no, mm. there's no uh no notes to follow like it just, it stopped there, but when Trollope died, there was books that were continued to be published after his his uh, after his death, after his demise. This is our Trollope of Trollope for the day. <laughs> And the Lickens of Dickens
1: oh, oh, damn it Hey, you think like there's no new segments <laughs> <laughs> And then there we, uh, there we go Well done you um,
0: Look. Speaking of segments
1: Speaking of segments and things that we actually do uh, Every other week We revisit a past classic show and that classic show Is uh, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party mm-hmm. uh, Used to do this Fully, a full Full show but yep. now we do uh, little tasters. Like yeah, you go to bit. the ice cream parlor, get the tiny spoon. Sure. Like, would you like to try a rum uh, passion? It was like, uh, no, just try it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you go, like, give me, give me that old timey one that I used to do. What the sneaky dragon listening party? Yeah. Oh, um, that's good. And so we get a little uh, taste of that. And nice. uh, every, uh, every, every time, which we do this every two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, you pick a theme. Or have a theme picked for you. That's right. And then uh, lay out some uh, tracks. And we go like, oh, it must be this. And it's like, it's never that. So what is it this uh, time around?
0: Well, I thought it would be fun to do uh, top five songs. I kind of, I, try, I wrote this one a little differently from my notes. It's top five songs dash extraterrestrials.
1: Oh, okay. I know this. Uh, it's going to be the turn on your heart light. The Neil Diamond song.
0: No. Okay. I know. I thought of other songs too when I was talking about at work today. I was like, oh, I guess I could have put on calling it Occupants of Interstellar Interplanetary Cross. In
1: fact, there's one song that starts very similarly to that in this. It does, but it's earlier than that song. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um And of course, one eyed one horn flying purple people leader.
0: <laughs> someone else had just that as well. And I was like, oh, you know, I feel like I feel like that song is pretty well known. It
1: was just used in a movie, so Yeah, it, yeah. Know. It was just a nope. And... and also I had to sing it in a dinner theater show, so I'm good. <laughs> you know when you hear
0: it again. Yeah. The answer to a joke
1: oh boy no we did the whole damn song oh my god no no i
0: just went that's what the song is it's, it's oh, is based it? on an answer to a joke
1: oh wait no wait isn't that the big red rock eater is well it's the same the same
0: joke same okay. style of thing right like what's purple all right, all
1: right well wait a second wait a second let's yeah. get let's get out the laffy taffy okay. <laughs> opening it up all right yeah. read the joke
0: the joke is what's purple yeah has one one eye yeah one arm yeah and eats people and flies and eats people oh was that a flying one arm, one-eyed flying purple people eater. Wow, it sounded like you really had a hard time with that. <laughs> I did, as usual. Okay? I didn't do my bubble, bubble, bubble gumsy for the show started. Okay, Very good. All right, I didn't do the fox and stalk stuff. You did.
1: When Tweedle Beetles battled in a puddle with a model.
0: <laughs> so let me just open up my notes before I uh, please do before I get carried away here, because my notes are the notes. My notes are the notes. So we're going to start with a band. I know it's hard to believe. Okay. So yeah, so it's top five songs, extraterrestrial. So we're going to start with uh, NRBQ. Okay. From their very first album, which was uh, called NRBQ, that came out in 1969. And this That's is...
1: crazy how long they've been around. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. And they've only gone through three guitarists now. Okay. It's... uh, is they, the...
1: they and I were born the same year.
0: Wow. Yeah. They've been around a long time. You're right. Yes, they have. Yeah. Um, this is Rocket number 9. From, uh, NRBQ. Let's give it a All listen right. everybody. Here we go. And we're back.
1: There you go. That was a song? That was a song? Uh, here's the thing. They've uh, they they they've been on, like, Simpsons quite a bit. Okay. They were, like, uh, one of the lead writers or producers' favorite bands. Sure. And so they were the an unofficial that. house band of the Simpsons for a while. Yeah. And uh, I'm okay with them. I'm okay with them. They're fine to me. They're like, That's you know what? what? I feel They're like, adequate. They're I feel like that okay. Too.
0: There's a couple of songs by them that I love. Yeah. And this is one that I think I just okay, enjoy very right. much. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I find them kind of very sort of middle ground.
1: Trick. Sure. Like, I, I, I would say
0: uh, I liked
1: all the other songs more. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, there we go. Sure, that's my feeling. But this
0: is well, so this is um, a cover version of a song by the jazz music, musician Sun Ra. Okay. Now to, to understand Sun Ra is from Venus. Mm. So I I'm never really I'm not really clear. His real name was Herman Blount, but he changed his name to Sun Ra. And he claimed to be from Venus. Okay. And his whole shtick was he's a Venusian, and that's the shtick. So um, it's kind of a thing. That's why the rocket number nine is is taking off for the planet Venus. Um, what what I like about this song, like I I like the song because it kind of it kind of improves on the on the uh, Sun Ra version, which is fine. But there, there was they were a very kind of chaotic group. And even though this is, even though my version of the, the Sunra version I have is from an album that claims to be his singles. I just can't imagine it being like a single. I mean, maybe it was a single for jazz stations, but even there, I just can't imagine it. Cause it's just, it's just so weird. Uh, but, but NRBQ, obviously fans of him were able to take that, that the structure of that song and kind of like rock it up a little bit, pop it up a little bit okay. and get it so that it's a little more palatable. And I just, you know, I just love it. Because I like songs that repeat as well. Cool, so cool, cool. that's where you thats where you jump off. You're like, oh, they're saying the same thing over and over again. Goodbye. Whereas I'm like, this is great. And then I just love that it ends with a, na 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 na, <laughs> And then it just stops there. I just think it's a lot of fun. And it has a trombone solo, I yeah. think, by Don Adams, who, the whole weed Horns. Don Adams, not the stand-up. Yeah, yeah. Not the stand-up <laughs> Not Canadian. that guy. He's the D-O-N-N Adams. Very
1: good. Yeah. By the way, did you mention what NRBQ stands for?
0: No, I didn't. Okay. Do you want to say what it again? Uh, New from? Rhythm and Blues Quartet. That is correct. Very good. You're right. Which is probably why it's better to say NRBQ. Yeah. Because New Rhythm and Blues Quartet. It almost makes me what think like mean? it's
1: a country band because the bar. It sounds like barbecue at the end. I'm like, oh, they really <laughs> like their uh, barbecue. It must be a real Southern band. I was like, no, yeah, New they're... Rhythm and Blues Bar.
0: Yeah, from, from New there. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's start. Let's listen to another song. Sure. This is. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm up for listening to four more songs. Frankly. <laughs>
0: this is this is a band called Thirty Four Satellite. Okay, and the song is called Spaceman. Uh, it's from 2002, and from their album Stop. And I don't know very much about this. Uh, I don't know much about this band. I have. I got it from a. Um, there used to be a magazine called College Music Journal (CMJ), mm-hmm. and every month they would have a a, a sample CD with with the magazine. And so I happened to buy the magazine at this time. And so I have this. I had the CD and it has a song on it. Cool. So I know that they're from Colorado. And I guess they didn't really go anywhere because you don't really hear about them anymore. They're kind of gone. But, but this is 34 Satellite with Spaceman from 2002. Let's give a listen.
1: This is more up my alley. I'm not, I'm not totally there, but I'm I'm getting there. you enjoying
0: I, it? I, did, I okay. did enjoy it. I was all right That's with cool. it. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's one of those sort of late 90s, 2000s sort of ballady kind of songs, which I'm, I'm sort of I'm okay with. I did enjoy this. I'm kind of like you. I'm not to- entirely sold in this song. I actually kicked a song off of the list to put this song on it just because the other song I, I had was I felt like everyone knows this song. Why am I kidding myself? So I took that one off and put this one on a set. Because kind of, part of why I do this is, I want people to hear other songs that they might not hear sure. in their day-to-day existence. So that's kind of what this is about. So often I build, often top five lists are built around me going, I really like this song. Can I find other songs that are like oh, it wow. so that I can play this song for people? And this is the next song. This is the song that I really like. Okay. And I heard this song a while ago. And I thought, oh, this is a really fun song. I'd like to build like a, a top five around it. So this is a, a guy named Jim Sullivan. And the song is called UFO. And it came from an album that was called Jim Sullivan, but has now been retitled as UFO. That came out in 1969, same year as the NRBQ. It's the year of space songs. So let's get a listen to UFO. This is Jim Sullivan, everyone.
4: Shaking like a leaf on the desert heat His daddy's got a bag that's a so hard to beat I bought me a ticket, got a front row seat I'm checking out the show with a glassy eye Looking at the sun dancing through the sky Did he come by a UFO? A lot of tricks are pulled in the book I read. Only men I know that got up from the dead. A lot of people living by the words that I said. I'm checking out the show with a glassy eye, looking at the sun dancing through the sky. Did he come buy you a Ford? Make think he'll ever come again a different way Maybe he is coming for a life's away Too much goodness is a sin today I'm checking out the show With a glassy eye Looking at the sun dancing through the sky need he come? Just a little different than in previous year. I think the happiness is getting very near I'm checking out the show With a glass of ice. Looking at the sun dancing through the sky Did it come by a UFO? Did it come by a UFO?
1: First of the bunch that i really liked it sounded like that would be fun to sing yeah it yeah. is a fun song yeah. i really
0: like uh he was he was like a singer songwriter working around la i guess doing okay-ish and then he had a a friend who was like a real fan of him a guy named l Dobbs, who apparently was a was an actor i oh. don't know what he acted in but he was like an actor and he started a record label uh just to release this album for for jim sullivan he was that big a fan and he he brought in the wrecking crew like he brought in like some of the best session musicians in la like so it has like all these great session musicians on it um it has a great arranger like the 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 strings in this song are fantastic and on the album they're fantastic as well and uh yeah it it, it's kind of curious and then unfortunately you know when you make a boutique label to put out one album it's highly unlikely that album's going to really catch on because you have no like support staff. You have no connections to the radio business. You have no no one in the music industry to push this album for you. You know, so it just kind of came and it went. And Jim Sullivan was just kind of like, "Well, that's life," you know. <laughs> and he put in another album in seventy two through Playboy Records once again, which is uh, I think it was just called Jim Sullivan again. Okay. And then I guess he decided he was going to go to Nashville and bec- and sort of become a songwriter there. And so on his way to Nashville, he disappeared. And was never seen again. Oh, his shoot. car was found. He, was, he had a motel in a town, and his 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 belongings were in the motel, but he was never seen again. And so no one knows what happened to him. There's theories that uh, apparently there was like a a mafia connected family in the, in the area, and they don't know if he had like a run in with them in some weird way, and they got rid of him, or he just committed suicide, just went into the desert, and just just got lost and never came out again, or what? No one knows. He just gone, gone forever.
1: Well, and we're going to find out because this is now a true crime prog- podcast. <laughs> uh, whatever happened to Jim happened Sullivan? To that guy?
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's a kind of interesting album, I guess. There's a record label in Seattle called Light in the Attic Records, and I know them because they put out uh, all the Free Design records on CD. Um, but I guess one of the guys discovered was well, kind of like trolling around, trolling around tooling around on the internet <laughs>
1: both both are true
0: and uh this, you know kind of like odd you know kind of you know, sort of like uh weird record blog sites or whatever and he heard this album and he loved it and so then he he decided oh i'm gonna put this album out and so he did something like this 10 year journey of trying to find the master tapes for this album like talking to people here talking to family members talking to the people who you know who own the original record but they never could so basically when you listen to it you're listening to like a really good um version of the record that's been we kind of worked on but there's no master tapes for this album unfortunately anyway let's go into the oh, next that's song cool. let's go into the next song this is uh the newcomers mm-hmm. with the martian hop <laughs> and uh from Stax records it was stacks records single from 1973 okay now i know this from because i have a box set called I have three box sets, actually. This is from the third one, the complete Staxvolt Soul Singles, 1972 to 1975. And I paid big money for the first collection. Yeah, It's like a nine-CD set of all of their stuff from the 60s. And it's really great. And I I paid an obscene amount of money. I didn't want to think about it. But I paid for it at the time. And then the other two I found for, like, nothing when I was in Portland one year with Lisa (laughs) at this used, used CD store. And they just had the two box sets there for... Like $25 each. And I was like, I would be an idiot not to buy these two box sets. So I did. But anyway, so this is where this is from. So let's give a listen to The Martian Hop by the uh, newcomers. Here we go, everyone.
5: We have just discovered an important note from space. The Martians plan to throw a dance for all the human race. (laughs)
0: Back what do you think of that?
1: Uh, I okay. First of all, that was the one with the carpenters opening.
0: Yes, yes, that that's was right. so
1: carpenter-esque. But you're saying that
0: came beforehand? Well, before that, yes, because uh, weird. This is, this is a cover that
1: was very calling occupants of an inter- interplanetary craft.
0: This was uh, yeah. This was a cover version of a song that came out in 1962 by a group called what? the Randells, and they wrote the original version. But but, but that song si- <laughs> that sine wave what? that starts it. Was actually taken from an album of experimental, uh, uh, experimental like uh, synthesizer, um, or electronic music, and so they just kind of poached it without credit, and so it's been used ever since. And so uh, calling occupants of interplanetary craft also steals it. Uh, but yeah,
1: interesting.
0: It's kind of a fun song. It's almost like this is their. It's like a kind of a Jackson Five kind of vibe to the song.
1: What I thought it felt like uh, the opening to a Sid and Marty Croft show.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of lyrics, for sure, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking in terms of like the sound. Sure, it has a real Jackson Five-like kind of like, oh, this is the new big band. We better, we better have their sound, otherwise, we're not going to be around forever. <laughs> okay, another song. This is uh, so I just want to point out. So we have a rocket. We got Spaceman. We got UFO. We got Martians. Yeah. Now we're gonna have flying saucers. Okay. So this is um, this is Billy Lee Riley and his Little Green Men with. Flying Saucer Rock and Roll, which I didn't realize was never released as a single. It wasn't until I was looking up when it came out because I have it on a, a three CD box set, which I had to buy twice. Called the Sun Records Collection, It came out in nineteen ninety four, I think, and uh, which is a great collection of like early Sun stuff, okay, like before Elvis Presley joined, and then some later stuff after Elvis Presley joined. And unfortunately for Billy Lee Riley, he fell, he fell. I don't know how you'd say it. He wasn't given the attention he should have as a as a Sun label artist. So all the promotional stuff was being poured into Jerry Lee Lewis, and wasn't being given to to uh, Billy Lee Riley, who wrote a great rockabilly song, Red Hot. You know, my gal is red hot. Um, that's you know, and so yeah. Anyway, pretty good, pretty good guy, pretty good rockabilly guy, but it's never had the breaks. I guess is what i oh, Okay. I'm saying. But let's let's give a listen to Flying Saucer Rock sure, and Roll. Sure, here sure. we here we go.
2: When I saw it last Cats jumped out in the front of the band I saw the rock and roll I saw the rock and roll I couldn't understand things they said about that crazy beat It just stopped me dead
1: It's not it's not my bag, but I can tell it's good. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's very good what it is.
0: Sure, it's yeah. Rockabilly, yeah. It's got that great yeah. great guitar sound. If you like and this kind
1: of thing? There you go. Yeah. That's it.
0: That's it. Lots of fun. Yeah. All right. Put that uh, on a disc, send it into space, see what the aliens think. I meant to ask you this before the show started, but the bonus song, did you know that song? Oh yeah. Oh no, well I won't I won't bother doing it then. What? <laughs> Okay. No. All right. Let's play it. I just feel like it's so well known that. Yeah, I but like anyway, it. it's a fun song. So let's give a listen. This is the birds. Yeah. From their uh, album Five D, Five Dimension Fifth Dimension. Okay. Five D. One of two songs on the album that were science fiction in, in basis. This song hmm. I'm going to play and Five D is also kind of a science fiction song. But let's give a listen to Mister Spaceman This is from 1966. This is the birds. Here we go. Okay.
5: Woke up this morning with light in my eyes. Then realized it was still dark outside. It was a light coming down from the sky. I don't know who or why. Must be those strangers that come every night. Those saucer shaped lights put people up tight. Leave blue, blue green footprints that glow in the dark. I hope they get home all right. Over my window they'd written my name Said so long, we'll see you again Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along I won't do anything wrong Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along For a ride you please take me alone, i won't do anything wrong hey mr spaceman won't you please take me alone for a
0: ride and we're back
1: yeah that put me in mind of the monkeys a lot sure yeah
0: sure yeah they're I've before the s- monkeys before the monkeys yeah
1: but, yeah. <laughs> but uh you know it I've been listening to a little bit of uh you know Michael Nesmith since he passed and, Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so yeah I've, uh, I've kind of been a monkey's head space and so yeah I quite enjoyed uh, hearing that but yes I have heard that song before
0: it, it is fun like a lot of people make a big a big fuss about sweetheart sweetheart of the rodeo which is um when the birds went country in quotation marks but if you like if you're familiar with their album tracks or even this single this was their third single off this album uh they were already country in the mid 60s they didn't need hmm. to get country you know, like um, the bass player in the, in the group whose name was, you all know who he was. Sure, sure. Let me just you look it up on, let me look it up on online and see if I can remember. Yeah, it. yeah, there you uh, go. Chris, look Chris Hillman.
1: There you go. It works, right? <laughs> it did work. It's weird,
0: eh? <laughs> it did work. It's crazy. Um, so Chris Hillman <laughs> came out of like bluegrass. <laughs> you know, he was like a bluegrass guy uh, who who kind of like, it when the during the great folk scare of the early 60s, like bluegrass kind of got folded into folk because it was all kind of about, you know... old-timey old music, you know, like, this is all, this is, this is the people's music, man. And so bluegrass and stuff like that was kind of part of the same scene. And so he was, you know, in the folk clubs doing bluegrass at the same time that, that uh, Gene Clark or David Crosby or or Roger McGuinn would, would have been in the folk clubs playing folk music. And so when they all kind of came together as a group, you know, he gave up his his uh, bluegrass to start playing the bass in the in the birds yeah. but he still came out of country music and still loved that music okay you know and so after when he left the birds he formed the flying burrito brothers with with um with um gosh everyone why can i i'm thinking of gene parsons but he's a bass player in the birds later on so but you know who i mean right because he's famous and why yeah. can't i why has his name gone blank i better look it up online up, yeah. <laughs> I better look it up online and see who did uh Oh, it's not helping me yeah, at all. Yeah, don't burn out your Wi-Fi. I think I'm thinking I think I'm wasting it. I've had to do it twice in a in a row. My gosh, what is how strange when you have when you have like a, a mind block like that. It'll like.
1: it'll come to you while I'm reading the letters. Yeah,
0: yeah, most likely will, because it's weird. It's weird. But anyway, yeah. It's a good song, a lot of fun.
3: Cool.
0: One time I was uh went over to a friend's house and and we both had the same record. It was the best of the birds, which wasn't like a great album. It was actually kind of a like a budget best of kind of thing. The best best of the birds is a collection that came out on CD in the, in the, in the eighties where they, um, I guess it was a record as well, but the, it was like a sides and B sides. Mm-hmm. So what one side is all the a sides of the oh, singles. Okay. And the other side is all the B sides of all the singles. Cause their B sides were also great. Cause you know, people were like, love the, love the Beatles so much then. And everyone was just like, you gotta be the Beatles. If you're going to be the Beatles, you have to have both great a sides and great B sides. Like the Beatles do you can't have like a throwaway piece of garbage on your B side. So, yeah, so it's a very entertaining uh, collection. But anyhow, I was over at his house and I pulled out the birds one. I was like, oh, I want to play this song. And he's like, oh my God, you're not going to play Turn, 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 are you? And I'm like, no, no, I'm not gonna. And so I, not now, no. I wasn't, I was, I was like, I put on Mr. Spaceman. And he's like, oh, this is great. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, just don't play songs we've, everyone wants to hear over and over again. Yeah,
1: then uh, you play Turn, Turn, Turn again. <laughs> you know, what are you, you going to do?
0: All right. Right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this week's top five. I that certainly was did. Top five. The extra answer crystals.
1: to your question is I did. <laughs> That's um, good. Go I'm going to flash back a little bit here to uh, I got the actual Allison, uh, Bechel, uh uh quote. She said about Fire Island, which was you know about that passing the Beshel test. Uh, she she tweeted and said. Two men talking to each other about the female protagonist of an Alice Monroe story uh, in a screenplay structured on a Jane Austen novel equals pass. <laughs> so that counts. Wow. It, it, it passes the Vestal test.
0: Alan Mon- Alice That's Monroe. Yep. Canadian author, everyone. That's our CanCon. There you go. We didn't have any CanCon in this week's top five. So. Yep. Well, I yeah. I could not see, I should have put Clatoo. Calling occupants of interplanetary craft in there. And then yeah. we would have had our Canadian contest. Yeah,
1: yeah, we would have. Then we would have got that Grant. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. We would have got Peter Grant, the uh, manager of Led Zeppelin, who would have come in here and beaten us up.
1: I was going to do a Lou Grant joke, so I'm glad you did that one instead. <laughs> All right. Last week we asked a couple of questions. One, we said, uh, uh, Did we miss one? Do you, do you have a favorite near identical film to uh, one that was released the same year? And do you prefer the lesser known one? Also, the sub-question, which came from our friend Ed, uh, which comic book or newspaper strip character, thus far unrecognized, deserves their own movie or TV adaptation? All right. So the first letter we got was from our friend Louise. Our friend Louise. We saw her over the weekend. We watched a movie with
0: her. She
1: made some cupcakes with her sister Jackie. They They were were good. good.
0: They were really good.
1: Uh, Louise writes, released uh, uh, just over a year apart, so almost twins, were The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and to Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, uh, 1994 and 1995, respectively. Uh, both are about two older drag queens and a younger one who go on a road trip where their vehicles break down in a small town and they win the locals over. Mm. The stars of the Aussie movie were Terence Stamp, Hugo Weaving, and Guy Pearce. The American movie starred Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. I enjoyed Priscilla, but the reviews weren't as good for Wong Fu, so I never went to see it. It's okay. I'll say that. Uh, I would love it if Bill Watterson wrote and directed a Calvin and Hobbes animated (laughs) movie. He won't, of course. But in my fantasy, he embraces the current capabilities of the medium... Uh, to set his comic strip worlds in motion. It would have a 2D look like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It would appeal to adults and kids at different levels like Pixar's Inside Out and the Lego movie, or, although I'm not a fan of biopics, it could be a live-action movie showing Watterson's rise to fame and his efforts to get control over the rights to his comic back uh, from syndication. (laughs) Inside the movie, there'd be parallel animated story of Calvin and Hobbes taking on some monstrous foe that only they can see, perhaps with one of them getting captured uh, by a surreal seductress who represents the lure of merchandising revenue do you have any voice casting ideas oh boy I am not good with voice casting uh oh boy you know what I'm gonna go Hobbs and, and this is this is cheese ball obviously uh, but I would uh, I would go with uh, what what's it what's his name John DiMaggio? Uh, uh no <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> Nick Offerman for, uh, for Hobbes.
0: Oh, that's a good choice, actually. I mean, for Kelvin, you just want like some young got kid who's.
1: Yeah, you do the, uh, you do the peanuts the, version. Do the peanuts way. Get one. an unknown and uh, give him that and just give him line readings. Yeah. Uh, Edward Dragansky says, How about Patton Oswald as uh, Hobbes? Uh, okay, I've been watching too much of The Sandman. Yeah, and uh, Patton Oswald does a very nice job. Uh, as, uh, the, oh, what's his name? Uh, begins with name. I'm gonna look it up online. Matthew. There you go. Uh, I remember one of the very first, um, comics that I got Dave to read, uh, had Matthew, uh, going from being a person, uh, to being not a person, being dead. Uh, and, uh, and uh, then later on becomes the, the raven in, uh, Sandman. That was, uh, that was the one where, uh, Matthew goes drunk driving and, uh, and, it ends with uh, "needs must" as the devil drives was huh. like the quote, and you went, "Oh, that's a good quote." <laughs> but that's when uh, Arcane approaches him and makes a deal with him, and uh, things go on anyway. A lot of there's a lot of tie-ins, by the way, to uh, Swamp Thing in uh, the uh, Sandman TV show. Uh, Edward Dragansky continues, "Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds." Okay, let's do it, Dave. Time to broaden our minds. Ouch. Ow, oh, yeah, me too. Ow. Oh, 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 oh. Just to throw my memory in turmoil, after so many twin films, I thought for sure there was another film that ran parallel to 2004's The Day After Tomorrow, the planet Earth being submerged into a sub-zero polar vortex. There has to be more than one, right? I can't even remember what caused the damn ice age in that movie without uh, conflating it with uh, Deep Impact, which uh, already had a twin that you discussed last week, and yes, the Affleck commentary is priceless. <laughs> I think what caused uh, that movie was, um, what's it? He was the radio guy, uh, Art Bell. Wasn't it connected to Art Bell? He was the reason. Uh, Dr. Pepper. Oh, yay. We're all taking a drink. He says take a drink. Yay. Ran a promotion with Mission to Mars and had product placement in the film. Do you want to know how dopey it is when you're watching a De Palma film with a room filled with uh, fellow Dr. Pepper employees and the fucking Dr. Pepper can gets a round of applause? It was embarrassing, as embarrassing as you could think. I remember going to a pre-release screening and I invited my dad to come with me. He doesn't go to movies all that much, so it was a blast for him, no pun intended. It's okay to use puns when you're talking about your dad. Yeah, Dads are all about the puns, as we have like previously seen with our Laffy Taffy uh, segment. So I'm going to predict a future twin film or series uh, for my answer, so hear me out. Okay, let's, let's hear him out. It's already happening, too, since it's almost upon us. The hugely awaited billion-dollar Lord of the Rings Rings of Power is going head-to-head with HBO's hugely awaited prequel series to Game of Thrones' House of the Dragon. Both are about medieval worlds, uh, inspired uh, series of novels, uh, inspired by a series of novels. Uh, both have dragons, and both are highly anticipated. Mark my words. 10 to 20 years from now, audiences will get them confused looking back. <laughs> All the money and Amazon couldn't uh, pick another date going up against HBO. I might be wrong, too. Both could prove to be massively successful, or maybe only one will, and eclipse the other. I haven't got a horse in that race. But if they're really close in tone and texture, I'm sure that many of the casual viewers are already confused by these two series starting at the same time. Well, the way to know the difference is uh, the one that's based on Game of Thrones is the one that's going to have Starbucks in it. That's how you know. Um, Ian. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Did you see uh, the director uh, Kenya Barris has taken a whack at his version of uh, The Wizard of Oz for Warner Brothers? I did see that. Any guesses on whether he's adapting the Baum books as a faithful version? It's definitely an uphill climb since he's going up against the 1939 MGM musical, which is uh, most everyone's uh, most beloved vision of the story. So God bless him in whatever adaptation he decides on. Yeah, I don't think you can go up against that one and fight that one. So your best bet is to make a world of magical whimsy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And just hope that people will like it in in 10 years. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Return to Oz. Mm-hmm. the time Ooh, lamb, people lamb did, not, did not care <laughs> for that beasted. at all but now looking back on it you're like you know what this is an interesting faithful adaptation of a complicated series of books i think
1: we're more okay too with like uh some movies like that starting dark mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and again like pixar has really uh laid the groundwork for okay that's what's happening in the first 10 minutes of this movie oh my god oh my god <laughs> anyway continuing I picked Alan Moore's Miracle Man for my comic adaptation last week, but I haven't a clue who would take on the role or direct such a story. I always thought uh, Mike Moran had kind of a Steve McQueen look to him, yeah, in the Moore comics, only to appear almost godlike when he was Miracle Man. Film or series, I think it would be widely accepted now that so many comics have uh, been brought on the screen like The Boys and
0: Invincible. I don't know if he's too old, but... Uh... Steve McQueen, yeah. Probably. Yeah, he's very, much too old. But I was thinking of Paul Bettany as. Uh, oh yeah, yeah that's a interesting. Man.
1: Okay, remember Animal Man from DC Comics back in the '80s? I do. <laughs> that might be interesting as a one-off series like Doom Patrol or Peacemaker. Well, it's offbeat Grant Morrison stories. Yeah, also the ecological uh, uh, side of things there for sure. There's mm. lots to that would connect with uh, with now. Uh, I'll pick. A, yeah, it kills someone who uses a plastic straw. Just kills him. He would, he would kill you. He'd kill you bad. Hmm. Uh, I'll pick one more, and it's my personal favorite because uh, I think if they pull it off, DC and Warner Brothers could do anything. The Metal Men. Maybe even animated, but I've always loved those guys. That feels so Pixar y to me. They could do it like, that. I mean, gosh, look. Take the, take the skill set that just made that uh, Legion of Pets thing, and hmm. you can do the Metal Men, man. Just do it, be fine. To all my sneakers, be well and mindful to all. And if you need anything else, I posted some stuff on Facebook. Bye.
0: He did post some stuff on Facebook. I was going to talk about this, actually. Okay. Uh, do you want
1: to talk about it now or do you want to talk about yeah, it let's after? Yeah. This
0: okay. is Ed wrote and said, someone posted this 1982 intro to the TV Ontario Magic Shadows program since the Marx Brothers show, show up briefly in it.
1: Magic Shadows?
0: Magic Shadows program, okay. yes. He says, does it ring any bells? Hmm. Does the show bring any bells? I think you were gone from Ontario by that point, so you wouldn't Okay, have, it's have a TV I've not show. seen that one. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah.
1: But you posted it onto our Sneaky Dragon.
0: Onto face, yeah, onto the Facebook page.
1: Okay, very good. Magic Shadows. Okay, I'll have to give that a look. I apologize for not uh, seeing that. That you, is you better me being a bad uh, person who. Uh, yeah, all I got here. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll take a. Uh, I will take a look at that and uh, and try to discuss it. There you go. <laughs> uh sure so, uh mick elliott hey mick uh writes hey chaps uh, Hello. Not so much the same film, same year type example, but I always do love when a successful film spawns an endless cycle of lesser imitations uh, over the mediums. Uh, the one I love to trace the most is Raiders of the Lost Ark, itself an homage to 1950s adventure serials, which begat everything from the TV series Tales of the Gold Monkey the following year, a, a single season ripoff, which I loved as a kid, to films like Ice Pirates, Romancing the Stone, Quickly Down Under, starring Tom Selleck, the original choice for indie, and even uh, through to the Brendan Fraser mummy films. I guess you could even connect Caracal Dundee to Raiders with its devil may care hero in a leather jacket. Uh, also, um, Richard, oh, who's the Thornbirds guy? Richard, Richard Chamberlain uh, in King Solomon's Mines. Richard Chamberlain, yes, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. You could also uh, probably uh, attribute the existence of the Infinite Star Trek franchises, to the success of the original Star Wars, which inspired studios to dust off all their uh, sci-fi IP and ultimately gave us Star Trek the motion picture. Would we ever have seen Star Trek again if Star Wars hadn't been a hit? Worth discussing. That's mm-hmm. uh, true. Yeah, would we? I don't know. I don't know what else <clears throat> would have uh, triggered it. Uh, when did uh, Space 1999 come out? Space
0: 1999 came out in the mid-'70s. Mid-70s.
1: Was it a success? No. No, that wouldn't uh, help us at all. Uh, Yeah, we definitely would have gotten Battlestar Galactica.
0: Uh, We wouldn't have gotten any of that stuff. Yeah. Without Star Wars, we wouldn't have gotten Battlestar Galactica. That's correct. For sure. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, you know, eventually Hollywood's going to run out of ideas and they're going to go, what do we got? (laughs) And they're going to look back and go, that? And, you know, I was just recently watching the Mission Impossible redo from, I think, the 90s. Mm. That was... Okay, uh, so yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe they just would have gone back and like, who's still alive? What IP do we have? That sure, okay. What's it usually? I don't know. It's two bridges and they're talking to each other across. <laughs> them. Okay, yeah, that sounds cheap. Sounds good. Um, In front of a green. That screen. movie wasn't cheap though, and I think not movie. Oh, I'm talking like just oh, redoing TV. it as a TV show. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, it's hard to. I mean, I think that. I think Star Star Trek would have come back because I think that they never underestimate nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And I think amongst, you know, people who are influential in Hollywood, there is a strong nerd streak. And I think that Star Trek would have eventually would have had some champion who would have brought it back in some way. Would it have been a remake of the TV show with like William Shatner and people? I don't know about that. They might have wanted to try oh, and reboot yeah, it.
1: Done it. Or just have one character or mm-hmm. something like yeah. Spock's there plus a new crew, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um like you know, I can't speak to that part of it. But yeah, I feel like I feel like it would have come back eventually just because there were there's always been like goodwill for that. Inexplicably, there's always been goodwill for the Star Trek. Yeah, people seem to like it. Do we have any a emails, lot. my friend? We do. We do. The heading We this, do. This is from. We uh, do. This is from Laurel Robertson. Lovely. And the uh, heading is a question for David.
1: Okay. Well, then I'm going to have a, a, a brief candy while you ask the question. Dave, Dave, wait a yeah, second. Wait, crumble, yeah, grumble, crumble, Yeah. I'll get my, my and,
0: back, and back to David for the oh, question. Oh, darn. No. Stop. I had my marshmallows all ready to go there. The fire stopped. Laurel says, hello, David and Ian and sneaker people. I hope all is well with you all. I do not have an answer to either of last week's questions. Just couldn't come up with a thing. However, I do have a question for you, dear David. Every time the subject of the movie, The Prestige, comes up, as Mm. it did in last week's episode, as you, and Ian compared it to The Illusionist, you scowl. I can hear it in your voice and mention how much you do not like that movie. I love The Prestige and don't mind saying so, which causes me to wonder why you despise the very thought of it. So my question is, why? Why, Santa Claus? So my question is, why? Why do you dislike it that much? Thank you, as always, for each Delightful Sneaky Dragon episode. You two make happen for us, you extremely loyal, sorry, you're extremely loyal, if sometimes baffled followers, confused and curious, and NC Laurel R. Hmm? Laurel? That's a very good question because I do have something, I I do have like a negative feeling for that movie, but I'll tell you what, it's merely like at this point, it's this atavism because I don't even remember anything about it. I know, I mean, I know that Sir Christian Bale and T. Jackman is directed by Christopher Nolan, has David Bowie and the cameo as, as Tesla and a kind of weird scene that doesn't make much sense to me. And I think, I think I just found the movie kind of baffling itself, kind of confusing and baffling. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel any kind of like or emotional connection to the characters. But it's been so long since I saw it, I just do not remember it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm giving you sort of generalities of what I think was the problem with it. But I cannot speak to specific things. But you are correct. And you know... I'm not a fan of every Christopher Nolan film. I'm not like a a Nolan a file. So I do like some of his movies, but I don't know that one just kind of left me cold. There we go. But I, I, maybe I should rewatch it. Is that what you're saying? It's all subjective. Saying, well,
1: it's all subjective. subjective. No,
0: I am objective. All my criticisms He's are objective. totally objective. It's all subjective. Because a lot of people have told me my opinions are objectionable. There we are. I said, "What you mean is objective." They said, "Nope." And I said, "That's not what I heard." Vadum. ding dong. Um everyone. Oh, we have some questions. We have some questions. Yeah, I, we have I,
1: some ideas for questions. We had
0: some pre-questions. I sent, I sent some questions to Ian yesterday. I actually wrote the question last week. Oh, okay. And then I didn't send it. So sitting' oh, okay. just kind of sitting in my messenger. So I said it last night when I was sending you the, the songs to listen to. Um, so let me go out of here, into here, right to here, and ask you these questions, everyone. Are you ready? Just imagine... Imagine you're in like a desolate canyon. Desolate canyon.
1: Imagine you're in a canyon. It's easy if you try.
0: And you're by a, a bridge. It's kind of a not very great looking bridge. It looks kind of scary, actually. But before you get on this bridge, there's an old man. And he has some questions for you to answer. Okay. And answer these questions. You must. All right. The first question is, as a kid, because it's getting that time of year. I mm-hmm. just want to point that out. As a kid, did you look forward to school starting?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Question number two. This is from my beautiful wife Lisa, which we, were in, we went to see. Um, we went to a concert. Was it last weekend? Some time ago, we went to a concert. Um, Lisa wanted to go see psy- Psychedelic Furs, and my feeling about it was, why? Why do you want to see Psychedelic Furs? But she had uh, got a ticket from a friend who didn't wasn't going to use it, so uh, he. I don't She. I mean, she must have bought it, but anyway, she had the ticket, and then she was like, "Are you going to come with me?" And I was like, "No, I'm not going to come." To see psychedelic furs because I don't want to see them, and then I realized that's kind of mean to not go with my wife to a show. (laughs) So I bought a ticket. I bought a ticket like the week of the show, and uh, I learned that X were opening for psychedelic furs. Well, then I was excited. I was really excited because it's been a while since I saw X. I saw X like in '87, and that was pretty great. We actually got to interview them for generic drivel. Oh, nice. And they were very nice people.
1: Did you scream? Remember me when you
0: were old? Yes, I was there. Look at me! Can you remember what I look? I'm over here. They're like, I don't know, it's some old gray haired guy. Um, but what's fun about X is like a lot of punk bands from that time period, they changed their names. They took on alter alter egos. Okay. As punk rockers, kind of like Johnny Rotten did, like Sid Vicious did, like Captain Sensible did. There's a lot, a lot of that happened at the time.
1: Sure.
0: And of course, so there was John Doe. I don't know the real names, everyone, but John Doe. I think Exine's name was her own name. But there's John Doe, there's DJ Bonebreak, the drummer, a little bit of a joke on DJ Fontana, Elvis's drummer. So, DJ Bonebreak. And then Billy Zoom, the guitarist. Okay. And by the way, Billy Zoom was the first person to come, come out on stage, and he kind of snuck out. Because let's be, he looks like a grandpa now. He looks like a, a, a friendly I old grandpa. you were
1: saying, like, he was the first person to ever come out
0: No, 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 on stage. stage. <laughs> yeah, no. He came, he, he came out on stage during the show, like, and he's, okay. and there's like this old grandpa. On yeah. stage, fiddling around with, with the guitar. And I thought, oh, at first, I think people thought, oh, this is the roadie. Right. Getting the guitar ready. But I said to Lisa, I said, I think that's Billy Zoom. Even though he looks a lot different from yeah. Billy Zoom of old. I said, I think that's Billy Zoom.
1: But he made a lot of money, like, with that
0: uh, Zoom. The meeting, the meetings, yeah. 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 He also started the TV show for kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, so he took off his regular glasses. He put on a pair of prescri- prescription sunglasses, strapped on the guitar, and started playing. And people were like, what, what? the show started? And then John Doe came out playing the bass, and then Xean came on the stage, and then DJ Bonebrake, the, the drummer, came out last and started playing the drums. And it was great. It was a great start to the show. And then it was a fantastic show. Fantastic. Second Look Furs, terrible. Exo were really great. Just a great show. A lot of fun. And uh, so when we were driving home, Lisa said, she said, well, I've got a good question for the show. And I said, what's that? She said, what would your punk rock name be? Ah. So you can name yourself. Yep. sound like a thing that where if you're born in october and and uh your what is your first your, your what letter your na- first name yeah, starts you with you pick you're starting a punk rock band this is your chance to okay. remake yourself what are you gonna call yourself yeah okay. let us know
1: but don't be a sellout man
0: don't be a sellout man you ever feel cheated uh let's quote to quote Johnny Rotten do you ever feel cheated by this show how for are instance
1: people, how are people gonna like uh, send us this information Dave?
0: how are they going to say se- I don't know actually Okay. I have no idea. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. No. Here's what you do. We have a website. It's called sneakydragon.com. If you go there, you'll find this show that you're listening to, but you'll find the show there and some space underneath it to write your thoughts, feelings, wishes, facts, and other curious things you may want to say. And you can tell us your punk rock name. You can tell us if you look forward to school starting. Maybe not at the beginning of summer, but by this point, were you ready? Were you ready to get back to school? See your friends? Whatever. Let us know. You can also uh, write us... An email at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. We're on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. Mm -hmm. We're on Facebook where Ed wrote to us. Yep. At Sneaky Dragon. You can go there and uh, talk to us. So, everyone, that's the end of this show. Let's see if he has something to say. Woo! (laughs) Yes. Woo! Woo, indeed. So, uh, let's get... I'll tell you what. Let's all agree right now. To disagree. Let's all agree right now. Let's get together next week together, everybody. We'll see you then. Bye. Stay cool. All right.